All right, is this working? Mike, how are we sounding? Clear? Oh, not according to Dudio, it's not. Here he comes. Jeepers Creepers. Checking it. We're good? Yep. So it is clear. So Mike was right. The battle between Dudio and Mike goes on. And these two do not like each other. Mike, because Dudio wasn't here last week. And then Mike said to me, he's like, didn't last week just seem fun? Like more fun? And I was like, like, what do you mean? He said, it just seemed more fun. He said, where I am, it seemed more of like more of a fun show. I can't, I can't figure out what's different, but it was more fun last week. And then if that's, Dudio just said to me straight up, he's like, you got a can Mike. He's like, he, Mike was at least circumspect with his thing. Dudio just said straight up, Mike's bad news. Get him out. He said he would go to the bus station and find a replacement to Mike. And they were all, look, are we all creeped out by Mike's new Western flair? Yeah, we are. His vest, the bolo tie, the 10-gallon hat, the boots, the jeans. Yeah, it's, it's not, I'm not comfortable with it. He asked me tonight if I could, uh, he, he said he wanted to hear, uh, the outlaws, if I could do just a special tribute to the outlaws. That's like, why did something happen? He's like, nah, just thought you could honor one of the greatest bands ever. What's your favorite song by them, Mike? What, which one is it? He said high tides and green grass. He, he said that's the song that'll, that's, that's the entry point. For the outlaws. But look, that's neither here nor there. I think I've pretty much lost every listener with this malarkey. But we have an exciting episode of The Best Show for you. Oh, that's right. This is The Best Show. Not the, why is this guy reviewing a fight between two people working who aren't on mic? No. The best show. My name's Tom. I'm here. We're going to have a, a fun show tonight. Got Chris Gethard coming in. Got some surprises. But you know what's not surprising, my friends? You know what's not surprising? Watch this segue. Watch this one. You know what's not surprising? Oh, let me think. I can bridge it. You know, it's not surprising is that some people in my listening audience, some of the dudes listening, need a little help when it comes to it comes to clothes. That's why Mac Weldon is here for you. Mac Weldon, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N. It's a company that believes in smart design, premium fabrics, simple shopping. You go to their website, piece of cake. They tell you what they got. You come. I bought some stuff. You're going to show up. I'll tell you all about it next week. I pulled the trigger on it, Mike. All their products are naturally antimicrobial. That really factors in for my audience. They want you to be comfortable. If you don't like the first pair, 
You keep it, and they'll refund you, no questions asked. And not only does Mack Weldon's socks, shirts, and underwears look good, they perform well, too. If you're working out, dancing. Dancing? Who's dancing? Right? We got a lot of dancing going out there. I don't know if there's a lot of Tony Moneros in my audience. I'm going to listen to the best show, then I'm going to the disco. Or just live an everyday life. Mac Weldon fits your life. You go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using promo code BESTSHOW. That's MacWeldon.com. Get 20% off using promo code BESTSHOW. Maybe you can see if they have any Western gear, Mike. Go there to supplement your newfound uh, love of, of uh, country li- living. Mike said it's all about those country comforts, is how he described it. And then he started singing that song by that, you know that cowboy Elton John had that album where he was a cowboy on it? Tumbleweed Connection. It's like, oh wait, this is the guy who is Rocket Man. Oh, wait, he's a cowboy now? Okay. I guess so. Whatevs, right? No, not whatevs. I can't come up with a segue for this one. I'm just going to say the best show starting right now. 201. 3-3-2-3-4-8-4. Tom, the host of the best show, Tom Sharpling. What's going on tonight, everybody? The phone number 201-332-3484. 201-332-3484. That's the number to call in to the best show. My friends, 
We just heard some music. What did we hear? Well, I'm going to tell you. New single from Sunshine and the Rain. So good. Song's called Can't Stop Thinking About You. From the ashes of the, the what? The Black Hollies? Yes. Black Hollies comes the duo Sunshine and the Rain. So awesome. This single is on Ernest Jenning Records. It's good stuff, man. Super limited. Cool packaging. It's got a matchbook style packaging. I think it's what you call this in the uh, record biz. Don't sleep on it. Otherwise, you'll be uh, begging people for uh, a copy. Sunshine and the Rain. You can also find out about them at Sunshine and the Rain Duo at gmail.com. You write them, you ask how they get the record. They'll tell you how to get the record. Before that, something new. Not new. New record. But an old record. From... Queuing that back up. It's David Arvidon. An album called Best of David Arvidon, Volume 1. And it's on the uh, the Mighty Mouth record label. It's an LP. It's so awesome. This is stuff from the 60s, 70s. Telling you, this album is so great. We just heard till the till the stroke of dawn. So some cool uh, bonkers, sixties psych. Can't go wrong. Mighty Mouth is the label. I believe you can find out about this if you go to uh, find about stuff on uh, Mighty Mouth. If you go to, hang on, almostreadyrecords.com, then you'll, you can find all the info you need on all these great records. And starting us off from from Gonerfest 2, Electric Boogaloo. It was uh, the retards with I'm So Gone. Look, you know I don't like that word, guys. You know that. It's the name of the band. I didn't name the band. But uh, the front man for, for uh, the retards and Jay Retard, he's been dead six years. He died last week. It's been six years since he passed away. And man, that was a talented dude. And it's kind of the opposite of the whole, uh, we talked, we had uh, so much about David Bowie last week, but that it's kind of the opposite with Jay because he did not get to fulfill his, uh, purpose and his, uh, his, uh, what he was capable of. And somebody like that, the talent just scratching the surface. It's, uh, the guy like that is definitely missed. And, uh, yeah. As always, rest in peace. Jay Lindsay, aka Jay Retard. Phone number 201 332 3484. 
Gonna have Chris Gethard on in a little bit. You know him. Who's good here, Mike? Two. Mike says two. Best show. Hey, Tom. This is uh, Casey from Long Island. How you doing? Casey from Long Island. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it. What's up, Casey? I was just. I was just calling to see uh, your thoughts on this uh, Mike and the Mad Dog reunion. Mike and the they had a reunion. I heard about it. I did not hear it, though. I heard that it it did happen. No, it's actually happening on March 30th at Radio City, and I was just uh, curious if you're going to go. Well, I can answer that right now. No, I won't. <laughs> you don't have any love for those guys anymore. I don't know if I ever had any love for them. They're two uh, the two 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 troglodytes talking about sports. One's like, I know, like a it's race kind of to the bottom. The, like, you know, Long Island and Jersey culture. Yeah, no, it's you miss that the way you miss polio, those guys. That's <laughs> that's what that's what it's like. Do you actually miss it? No, it was unlistenable when those two clowns did their thing. It was it was, it was basically like uh it, they were they were like they they were they were so I'll give them this. Mike and the Mad Dog you could not have designed a, a better group where one was more the opposite than the other. One talked high, the other one talked low. One talked fast, one talked slow. The yeah. only thing they had in common was they're both stupid. The only thing they had in common. <laughs> now, look, I know That's Mike. Great. I know Mike is a huge Francesa fan, and he's going to probably give me the business with his spurs. Out there jingling and a jangling. But, uh, I could, you couldn't pay me to go see that. Actually, you could pay me to go see it. How much would you pay me? <laughs> well, actually, the, the most. What? Pop, so, Wait, your, your phone, uh, your phone conked out there, Chief. What did oh, you Oh, sorry about that. The most expensive tickets on StubHub are going for $1,000 a pop. The most expensive? What? Shouldn't the most expensive ticket at that thing be in the back of the room? Shouldn't it be like the opposite of how a normal show works? <laughs> We're like, guaranteed to be as far away from them as possible. I'll pay whatever it takes. Sorry, sir, there's only tickets in the front row left. <laughs> well, that's I, I well think, they kind of invented sports radio, though, in a sense, No, they right? didn't. In a sense, they didn't. No. Well, in terms of how it's evolved, it kind of seems like it's yeah, okay. they have. Sure. How it's evolved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> evolved. Yeah, real evolution there. They really they really made it an art form. One guy one guy always at set at 11, no matter what. He'd talk about how a guy uh, double dribbled a basketball, and he's screaming as if, as if uh, he's begging for his uh, life. Yet the other guy couldn't be more disinterested in anything. Seems like he hates any sports that took place after 1962. And for right. people who yeah, don't know, this is this Mike and the Met. This is local talk. I don't want to do local talk on this show. It's not a local show. This is these two buffoons who do sports talk radio or did it on WFAN, which is a, a really bad station it's a, it's a it's a station that's so bad get this they had a contest like an on-air contest 
to see if a listener could do a show. So like let listeners do a show. This is how talentless that station is. One one of the dudes from the contest has been on the air for twenty years. Joe Beningo. This guy actually that's that's how that's how thin that soup is over there, man. <laughs> contest winner stayed on the air. Be like that movie Eddie. Remember that movie Eddie where Whoopi Goldberg coached the Knicks because she hit a half court shot? It'd be like if you turned around twenty years later, she's still the coach of the team. <laughs> Suddenly she's the longest tenured coach in the NBA. So these two clowns just yell at the guy talks like this, Mikey! Mikey! Bang, bang, bang. And the other guy talks like this. Yeah, dog. Uh yeah. I was uh, talking to uh, Bill Parcells this weekend about snowblowers, and uh, I thought that... Yeah, you talking about snowblowers, Mikey? Yeah, we were talking all about Yogi Berra and Phil Rizzuto at the, while we shot for snowblowers. Yeah, you talking about Mikey? That's literally what I just did right there. Multiply that times... 18 years, and you know that's what they did. They did that for eight. What I just did there, you could put that on a loop. I could sell it to WFAN for $80 million. Well, it's better than Skip Bayless, though. It's better than Skip Bayless. That's like saying shingles is better than rickets. Get <laughs> off my phone. Best show, you're on the air. Oh, great. What are you calling from a wind tunnel? What are you testing to be an astronaut? Hey, stupid, it's you. Oh, drop dead. Jeepers creepers, man. This is a bad start. It's a bad start. 201-332-3484. You know what I want to talk about? You know, last week we talked about David Bowie, of course. And then yesterday, uh, Glenn Fry died from the Eagles. I got all these people coming up to me like, Hey, what are you going to do about Glenn Fry? Like as if now, now I got you. Like, no, the guy died. What am I going to do? Ah, now I'm going to rip him. No, all I did was rip the Eagles. The guy died. Rest in peace. Like it's, hey, you're going to do a sound collage in the Eagles? No, I'm not. No, I'm not, because I am fully on record as I didn't like the Eagles at all, and I never did, and I never will. I spotted that that band, that band uh, sucked when I was eight. I knew they sucked, and they did not move from that position. But you know what? It's still human beings. Not going to be like, yeah, finally he's dead. What kind of creep... Would that make me? No, rest in peace, Glenn Fry. You know, I'm not going to pretend to be a fan of the music, but I'm not a monster. What am I supposed to say? Yeah, here we go. Fine. No. Guy seemed. It was whatever. Didn't like his music. Seemed fine, right? I don't know. Wasn't for me. If you liked it, God bless you. More power to you. Let it take you to the end of, end of the time, that music. Didn't do it for me. That's all. Oh, it's such a 
such a thing. We're just about to turn the screws to them finally. Yeah, I'm going to get you. What is this clown moaning about on Twitter? Holding court. Who's that? Let this happen. What? My two favorite. Oh, this is, this is the brother of Chris Gethard. His name is. What is it? Mike, is it Craig or Greg? Craig. No, it's Greg. It's Greg Gethard. And he's already moaning about something on Twitter. I guess he didn't, nobody noticed him for five minutes. We can hashtag tonight. Let's hashtag Sharpling Gethard. Or Best Show 2016. Whatever you guys want to do. That's what we'll do. Man, I, I don't live on, uh, the show don't live on Twitter, man. The show lives on the show. Yeah, so rest in peace, Glenn Fry. Then I want to talk about, oh, the, uh, Mike, the Oscar nominations came out. Yeah. Did you see that? Any thoughts? Yeah, a little too. And you know, it's too white for Mike's taste. Holy moly. Yeah. That's, I don't know what that says. It's trans, this is the, uh, Oscars are transparent if it's too white for Mike's taste. Mike's favorite things are the Eagles and Bruce Springsteen and the Grateful Dead. Not the Eagles so much. Marshall Tucker Band. These are Mike's favorite things. Marshall Tucker Band, <laughs> Outlaws. Rossington Collins Band, 38 Special, Skinnerd, Almond Brothers, Grateful Dead, Bruce Springsteen. So that that guy said the Oscar nominations were too white for him. Yeah, Mike's making his case the Almond Brothers were diverse. By the way, he says diverse also just shows me. And look, I'm not saying I'm just saying. Yeah, the Oscars. That's a that's a that's a white lineup, man. And look, I don't know who should have been nominated or not nominated in place of like, or what should have been not. You know what should have been nominated? Mike Creed. They should have put, uh, what's his face? The guy who played Creed in it. He was great. Michael, what's it? Michael B. Jordan. He's awesome. And who shouldn't have been nominated in his place? I don't know. I'm not going to name names, but maybe, uh. You know what movie could have been in there instead of Creed or Straight Outta Compton, which are great? I don't know. Maybe, and these people, there's a movie, let's just say, let's just call it Blumbo, right? Blumbo. And it's the story of Blalton Blumbo, a screenwriter who gets blacklisted. Not naming names here. And it stars Brian Blanston, who, uh, I watched like 15 minutes of that thing. I thought, uh, I thought he, I thought he was gonna go full, uh, Heisenberg on me. The thing. That dude's compact. That dude's, uh, gears got stuck. He's still stuck on season five Breaking Bad with, with all the roles he does. Am I blacklisted? You're goddamn right. Right? That's what he's doing. That guy. Sorry for the foul language there, people. But yeah, that dude. That, 
That dude's still stuck in Breaking Bad acting. The acting school of Breaking Bad. A lot of scowling. But yeah. Maybe, maybe that movie shouldn't have been nominated, but... Oh, well, Jeepers Creepers, a bunch of... Bunch of people in Hollywood nominated a movie about Hollywood, about how screenwriters are the ultimate heroes. Well, there's a shocker, right? Movie where the greatest hero you could have is a dude who writes movies. Should put Creed in there. Saw that thing. Balled my eyes out. I'd see that again. I wonder if I'd cry as much the second time. I'd probably cry more. I'd probably start crying the second it started. Because now I'd know. Oh, you're going to... This one's going to... It's going to get you. And be... <laughs> oh, boy. I was... I was almost at that point where, like, a little kid's like... <laughs> like, hyper... That hyperventilating crying. That thing. Look, I saw it during the holidays. It's an emotional time. What, do you want me to apologize? No. Gonna apologize. I'm gonna apologize. But yeah. Or maybe the movie Bloy. I'm not gonna name Bloy. It rhymes with Bloy. Could have not been nominated. Movie about a mop salesman. <laughs> about a lady who sells mops. Look, I like uh, I like the uh, Jennifer Lawrence a whole lot. I think she's a movie star. In fact, I, oh, did you? I think she's a movie star. I'm sure she's relieved to hear that, that I have deemed her a movie star. No, she's a movie star. She's awesome. She lights up the screen when she's in stuff. That's what movie stars do. But sometimes movies, look at some, you look at the films, look at Gene Hackman, uh, look at his IMDb. You're like, oh, wow, look, there's a, there's a French connection. And uh, what are these other eight movies <laughs> that he filmed in two years? And I don't know any of them. No, those are called His House and His Cars is what those movies are called. Those movies are called Gene Likes Nice Things. Speaking of nice things, is there... A nicer thing created by mankind. Is there, and you be honest with me, is there a nicer thing than, okay, getting ready, pulling it up. Don't know why this doesn't happen right away. Makes the show seem low rent, but at least you know it's happening in front of you. Right? Here we go. Is there anything nicer in the history of mankind than... Wait for it. Howl.fm? No, there's not. I can say... The human race... Has fulfilled its purpose... With the creation of Howl.fm. Now you're saying, what is Howl.fm? Well, I'm going to tell you. 
Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. It's a brand new app and website that changes the way you think about podcasts. It's like Netflix, but for podcasts. They got all sorts of things. They got the Sklar Brothers finding the funny, which is the, 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 the Sklar Brothers going from city to city. Looking for funny stuff. There's an episode where they go to Seattle. Got They got the Spalding Gray lectures up there. The great live performances. You can't get those anywhere else. Spalding Gray was one of the great monologists. And you can hear all his stuff. And with Hal Premium, you get exclusive access to dozens of original miniseries, audio documentaries, and comedy albums. New episodes are released each and every week. You get all the archives for WTF with Mark Marin, all the Earwolf shows like Comedy Bang Bang or How Did This Get Made. Go listen to me on WTF with Mark Marin. I've got a few. I've logged a few of those. They're up there for you. So many things to check out over at Howl.fm. And you get all this exclusive content on your iPhone, Android phone, and or on the web for $4.99 a month. And with promo code TOM, my name, it's not a coincidence, you get a full month of free trial, Howell.fm. How do you do this? Well, here's what you do, guy, gal. To redeem that promo code, you go uh, create your account on the web at Howell.fm and enter code TOM at checkout. Go to Howell.fm, that's Howell.fm, and use the promo code TOM for one free month of Howell Premium. Howell! Best show. Howell. Hey, is this Tom? Well, yeah, it is. Oh, sorry, I wasn't expecting anything on my phone. This is uh, oh, no. Nick from Seattle. Nick from Seattle. Do I know you, Nick? Uh... I was at the show, but uh, apart, okay. uh, no, not really. Okay. What's going on? What's on your mind tonight, Chief? Oh, I'm hanging out in my garage, rebuilding some motorcycles. <laughs> uh, I had a karaoke song that I played out for the first time that uh, turned out. You're moving to be pretty, pretty good. fast there. I'm still back at hanging out in my garage. <laughs> I didn't even get to rebuilding motorcycles yet. And you're already on to karaoke. Yeah, well, I, I'm. What's I'm up with that garage? Is that your man cave? No, it's not. No, I, I I don't have one of those. You don't? You sure it's not your man cave? You just don't? You sure it's not? And you just don't call it that? I mean, it could be. I, I really don't like the term. Yeah, no, it's a disgusting term. But describe it's what's gross. in this garage. Any posters of uh, bikini ladies? You got uh, a no, mini dorm a, fridge, uh, dorm fridge filled with cold ones. Apart from just a bunch of wood tools and motorcycles, there's a oh. old roommate's terrible picture of a painting of a dog. Okay. 
So you got an, uh, a, 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 a hipster man cave. I could I guess. You got a dorm fridge in there? No. Uh, uh-huh. There's a fridge outside of it, but it doesn't work. It doubles our electricity bill. Oh, boy. This is interesting. So tell me about these motorcycles. You repair motorcycles. Uh, yeah, it's a side hobby. I got a, I got a couple of 70s Hondas that I've been rebuilding. Do you think I could ride a mo- What do you think? How would I do on a motorcycle? I've never ridden a motorcycle. How f- oh, I, I, I tell people that they should go on the motorcycle training courses. It's just a little two-day two thing, and it's real fun. I want to do The only way I want to do a motorcycle is if I can ride the, the, the Tom Cruise style, where he's like almost he's, he's like at a 45-degree angle. <laughs> Going around a corner real fast. Yeah, but where the motorcycle's like almost about to tip over, like where the, I, you, I, you know, that angle when he's at, where you're almost standing on the side of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, uh, I've been riding for like four years, and I think I've done that once, and it scared the heck out of me. Okay. So what led you to fix motorcycles? Uh, a couple years ago, I didn't have enough money for a car, and I moved. Right, let's talk. Uh, tell me about this karaoke out. thing. Let's go to the karaoke thing. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, hosted a karaoke night uh, a little while ago where I helped some friends host it and, uh, I tried out nights on Broadway, mm-hmm. uh, Bee Gees. Yeah. And, uh, I was scared to do Bee Gees, didn't think they were in my register, but it went out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Let's hear a little bit. Give me, give me some of that high register. <laughs> okay. uh, should I like jump right into the middle or start at the top? Yeah, whatever, whatever's going to showcase what you brought that night you do right now. Okay. Here we are, in a room full of strangers. Well, I didn't realize. Standing I didn't, in the dark. I didn't realize uh, the B-52s did nights on Broadway. So, am I, I'm a little low. A little Fred Schneider-ish tonight, Chief. Yeah. Get uh, off my phone. <laughs> Best show, you're on the air. What's up? Hey! Hey! Hey, you! Hey! If you called the show and you're on hold, there's only a few of you. So the odds of it being you are pretty good. If you hear me screaming into the, into your phone, it's probably your turn to talk. What's he, it's not me. It's not me. It's not, it's not, I'm not up yet. I'm not up. Goodbye. Best show. Best show. Hello. Hi. How's it going, Tom? Oh, it's going fantastic. What's going on with you, Chief? Oh, man, I'm on vacation. Okay. I'm on vacation all the time. You're on vacation all the time. Well, what's your name? Uh, my name's Vacation Jason. Is this really you? This is this is really Vacation Jason. I know you're starstruck right now. Yeah, I, uh, Jeepers! I just can't believe I, I just can't believe that you'd actually call in un, unasked. Because that's usually um, how stars conduct themselves. They usually take it upon themselves to call the regular line on a radio show. Yeah, well, you know, I was only aware there was a regular line. If there's a special line, let's put me on that. Put me on that. 
put me on that list at least. I'll call back. This is going great. Let me just say, this guy. All right, let's bring Chris on right now. Chris, Chris Gethard, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tom. I'm really sorry that it starts with this guy. I'm really. I had no idea. Oh no, you brought Chris on. Boo. So. Can we get a little oh, context man. for who this clown is? Yeah, I do my show, the Chris Gethard show, and this guy's been a thorn in my side from the start of it. He uh, he never wears shoes. He only eats fruit and shrimp. He's always on vacation. And we recently went on a cruise together. And I cannot believe not only is he calling yeah. and harassing your show, he's he got on your show before I even had a chance to speak <laughs> tonight. And I got to say, yeah. it truly bothers me. Well, for a guy who is supposedly on vacation, it seems like he's working pretty hard to get on the air. Oh, well, you know, I am sitting in a hammock right now, so <laughs> technically I'm more relaxed than you guys. Yeah, of course you are. Yeah. yeah. No, we're in entertainment mode right now, bro. We're trying yeah. to we're bringing entertainment. That means that means you get into a stance. You're in your vacation mode. That means it, it just rolls by you. I don't know. I think this is pretty entertaining. Or, you know. So let me get the story. So this dude, he acts like he's like a what, like a Jimmy Buffett wannabe or something? What is he like? So he's wearing Hawaiian shirts. He's always wearing Hawaiian. He wears Hawaiian shirts and flower print shorts at the same time. Uh huh. It's the one. I will say this: it's the most one note character I've ever encountered. <laughs> but people really love it, uh-huh. and it gets under my skin. And I think people really like watching it get under my skin. So I'm going to try to keep it cool here tonight. No, because I don't want to come out of the gate. No. With anger on the best show. Thank you, Chris. Now, this this guy, Vacation Jason, he's been on your show, The Chris Gethard Show. Too many times. Which started on Manhattan Cable. Yes. Yeah, well, it started at UCB, and then it was, right. on, it was on public access for four years. Mm-hmm. And we just found out we got a season two on uh, on the Fusion Network, which is a real- Con- That's awesome. It's a real channel. Well, congratulations. Thanks, man. Now, this guy, he's along for the ride? Oh, he gl- he gloms on <laughs> any, any way he can. He just mm-hmm. appears. He appears wherever he can. Season one, he harassed Seth Meyers, and it was really humiliating <laughs> for me. Like many moments in my show, mm-hmm. the things that happen on it yeah. make me feel like a, a parent watching a child do something shameful. One of the most impressive things about your show, Chris, is that you – Somehow become the lowest priority on a show that has your name in yeah. the title. It's like <laughs> the buck stops with you, but you have every, every, every piece of just like, like, uh, Jersey and Long Island, uh, driftwood is giving <laughs> you the business and like they outrank you. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't think on a, other shows that are named after people they take as like Conan. I don't think a, yeah. a 15 year old on Skype has ever told Conan to shut up on his own yeah. show. Yeah, he's not screaming in his face. Yeah. Telling him, basically saying, I'm better than you. Yeah. But you let that happen. And this guy, because I saw these pictures on Instagram. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I, this guy went on this cruise because you were on the Impractical Jokers. We were. I had a feeling you might want to talk about yes. that. You had, <laughs> I had well, a that feeling. feeling you... Many people have said to me yeah. <laughs> when I when I announced I was going on the Impractical Jokers yeah. cruise, many yeah. people said, "Have you been Have you been listening to Sharpling <laughs> yeah. lately?" Because look, I think those guys are funny. I watch that show. I'm just straight up jealous of them because all they do is they go to Jersey Gardens with three cameras. And then they back up the money truck. 
because they prank people in the food court. They go up to them. They go up to them and they say, because uh, the, the premise of the show is that the, the one they have headsets on and the other it's four guys and four Staten Island guys, and they have like little earpieces and then they make the th- if you're if you're on on the on the hot seat, you have a thing in your ear and the other three guys tell you what to do. And then you have to do it or you like lose the show and then they put you through some ultimate humiliation. Which look, that's funny. I watch it. It's funny. I would think, I would think that a, a bunch of Staten Island dudes who got a TV show outside of the traditional system and that it's based on torment and friendship is right up your alley. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm pro impractical jokers, but I'm also insanely jealous of how they figured something out. Where these guys are like living like emperors on Staten Island now. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're going on vacation too. Yeah. Oh, and they're God. going on vacation too. Oh God. And yeah. I'm He couldn't it didn't he doesn't even say anything. He just needed the attention. He, say that, yeah, that, he just needed the attention. That meant nothing what you just said, vacation Jason. So you go on this cruise because they do this cruise where it's a it's a seven day cruise. It was a four day cruise. A four, four day. and a half day okay. cruise, yeah. Four and a half day cruise. Yeah. Where you were one of the guest entertainers. I was one of the comedians alongside other people such as Dom Herrera, Lisa mm-hmm. Lampanelli, and Gilbert Gottfried. Okay. Those were some of the other That's comedians. That's a good group of people. Michael Ian Black. Sure. Yeah. Was there any, uh. And then me and my, my, uh, my Brooklyn, my Brooklyn alt emo <laughs> rambling <laughs> storytelling. <laughs> so you're on this cruise yeah. and then you invite this guy. Well, yeah, I found out. They said, "Do you want to? Do you want to do a giveaway? Do you want to give away some tickets?" Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow, before I even, I, I said, "Sure." It sounded like a nice thing to do. And before I knew it, all of a sudden, the it was a contest to to share an adjoining cabin with with, with Vacation Jason. And I realized I was going to be stuck on a boat with this guy for four days. The guy became the most popular guy on the boat. We we hosted the first morning. They had us host. They had us host the bingo together. To Listen to the story, stupid. Hey, stupid. Let let Chris tell the story. Before they ha ha ha. It's like let the guy tell the story. You'll 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 get more where you want to go if Chris tells it. Right. Don't forget I'm, I'm the straight man. I want to be. I'm on vacation. Oh God. What are you eating right now, Jason? I'm eating uh, some pineapple. And earlier today, I ate a guava. Okay. Okay, sure. So the first sure one, so we get on this boat and I did, I oh, mean, I, I, I yeah. all outside of the bit, I pitched, mm-hmm. I said, we got this guy vacation, Jason, he's always mm-hmm. on vacation. Let me bring him yeah. on the cruise. And these uh-huh. guys who organized it inexplicably, they were like, mm-hmm. sounds great. Yeah. And then the night we got there, they were like, Hey, the first thing we want you guys to do is tomorrow morning. Will you host bingo mm-hmm. in the, in the 600 seat theater inside <laughs> the cruise ship? <laughs> and we were like, sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I will tell you, it became a sensation. We hosted this bingo and Vacation Jason became the most popular human being on this cruise ship. He couldn't go five minutes without someone stopping him. He also foolishly on stage said, if anyone wants a yoga lesson, you can stop me at any point on the ship and I'll just teach you yoga. And then Uh people did it over and over again. But I saw a lot of weird stuff happen with this guy Vacation Jason on this boat. It got really weird. What you saw was a man in his element, the cosmic forces aligned and i vacationed the best at one point i turned a corner yeah and he was just standing waiting for an elevator yeah with a middle-aged couple a guy in a suit yeah and a woman and just them standing together 
And then the door opened, and the, oh, the three of them got on, and I didn't see yeah. them for hours. Yeah, that's, um, I didn't know where what they went that? or Was what they did. Was that a midnight cowboy situation, Vacation Jason? I have not seen that movie. Was <laughs> <laughs> so that like a cool reference? What? Well, okay. If you're gonna you're gonna tap dance, what happened when you went off with that couple? Keep it well, clean for the air. Okay. Well, you know, we used drugs. <laughs> you do. So you did drugs with them. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. What? What were you doing? PCP. Just on a cruise ship, <laughs> sneaking <laughs> off to a cabin to just get all high on dust. What were you doing with them? Vacation, Jason. They rolled me a blunt and we smoked it. To my knowledge, that is true. Okay, he sounds so proud of it. I am not proud of that. I'm not <laughs> proud we're talking about it either. But oh. you know what? I'm still on vacation. You're still on vacation. Yeah. So he's on vacation. I saw these pictures where you were on stage. I saw one where you're on stage with the Impractical Jokers, and you're doing like some sort of what were you doing? Like a like a a round robin or something, you're getting the crowd all pumped up. We were doing row, karaoke. row, row your boat or it was, something. It was karaoke. Okay. What song were you doing, Vacation Jason? I did Miami by Will Smith. Okay. Because <laughs> that's where we were a couple days ago. Sure. Okay. That, uh, so you did yeah. that and the crowd was totally into it. What did that feel like to have people want more of what you were doing rather than less of what you're doing? How did you handle that shift? I did a couple things. Uh, you know, well, the next day there was a big show at the in the main theater where the Impractical Jokers taped their segments where they do, like, uh, you know, segues into clips. Mm-hmm. And the audience wanted to see that, so it was at capacity. Mm-hmm. So I was watching from the atrium where they were projecting the live feed on a big screen, and I was sitting next to this couple that I met in Nebraska the night before. We didn't smoke drugs together. We just had a nice conversation. But I was sitting next to them, and my buddies, this rap duo called Chase and Rose, they have an album called California Pop Music. But anyway, they were performing their first hit from that album on the stage. Yeah, their first hit, right? (laughs) Chase and Rose. Yeah, Chase and Rose. What were they they doing when they weren't there? Were they running the pizza buffet? (laughs) Chase and Rose? No, they were on vacation like I was. They were okay. bucket hats and uh, sunglasses. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. There's nothing you can bring up that this sure. guy can't loop back around to uh-huh. vacationing. Sure. Well, I think I found the one Achilles heel, and I'm staying away from it because he sounded like he was worried <laughs> he was going to lose his job if we kept talking about it. Oh, no, I don't have a job. I only go on vacation. Yeah, okay. So that's cool. Yeah. It's just you never know when, you know, I don't know if people are listening to the show, so there might be someone who looks up to me like a role model that could be listening. But I don't know if people yeah. listen. Yeah, well, I do. Live. They do, they do oh. listen, stupid. Oh, okay. So. Cool, man. Well, now I know. Yeah. Well, now you do know. <laughs> yeah. Smoke drugs. First anyway, of all, you, the way you said I, it, I was, smoke drugs. I smoke drugs. <laughs> it makes it sound like you didn't. Like, who talks about it that way? Yeah, I went and I smoked drugs. What are you, a narc? You sound like a narc. You probably busted that couple. No way, man. As soon as they hit the shore, they probably got arrested. Stunning accusation. 
Well, you know, you weren't on vacation. It sounds like you don't go on vacation very much. So I don't. I no, you're right. I'm here working because uh, because uh, I sunk every cent I have into this uh, best show, and I can't take a vacation because I'm watching my life uh, wilt in front of my eyes, and well, I Tom, can't. It's, it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that because actually, one thing that Gethard and I discussed at Bingo is that capitalism. Is a complete illusion, and you can. You oh, can... this was it was amazing. We were hosting Capital bingo, sure. okay. Tom. We were hosting mm-hmm. bingo for about five hundred uh-huh. middle-aged okay. Midwestern uh-huh. impractical Joker sure. fans. Okay, and he went off the handle uh-huh. and started just yelling. Sure, capitalism is a social sure. construct. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, and I will give him oh, this. Of course, it is. It was one of the most amazing things I've yeah. ever seen: is people playing bingo for mm-hmm. money. Having this guy shout at them about socioeconomics. Yeah. So, it was yeah. pretty great. Sa- says the guy who got a free cruise. He's gonna tell everybody, <laughs> gonna tell everybody how the world works. Right? Guy got, a guy got on a free cruise. He's gonna now tell everybody about, uh, about social constructs of capitalism. Look. Thomas, I was given the opportunity to open minds on a yeah. large scale and sure. I believe I did that. Yeah. If you let me finish my story, maybe you'd like to, you know, maybe you guy's like be a, honest. All you, know. all you are is like a Williamsburg parrot head, right? Oh, that's a great idea. I should do this in Williamsburg, man. <laughs> you should. Why don't you do your thing in Williamsburg? At this point, oh. the, the Williamsburg is like Rambo. They, they see you coming down. They'll have you arrested. Right? Oh, remember I when should. Rambo went in that town? Or did you not see that movie either? No, I haven't seen Rambo. I saw one third of the first Expendables movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and where 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 did you see that? On vacation? I saw it in Tahiti. <laughs> you just picked that, a random that island. That's the least convincing thing I've ever Tell me tell me three things you like about Tahiti. Tahiti specific uh, it... to Tahiti. Well, it rhymes with sweetie. Okay, you've never I been to I think you are, Tom. <laughs> well, that was actually kind of charming. I'm kind of falling. Oh, no, Tom, don't, don't. You were on my oh, team. Man. It happens to everybody. Everybody no, comes around on this guy. I don't get why. Don't up, Chris. Chris, I got a story to finish. Tom, check this out, okay? So Chase and Rose were opening up for the Impractical Jokers. Audience is digging it. Everyone's jamming. I'm sitting next to this couple of Nebraska, or from Nebraska, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then I turn to them and I say, watch this. Mm -hmm. And then I run away from them. And then I run to the theater on the cruise ship, Mm -hmm. get up on stage, start dancing Mm -hmm. with Chase and Rose, turn to the camera and wave to this couple in Nebraska. Okay, yeah. (laughs) It was great. That sounds fun, yeah. And then you went and smoked (laughs) drugs in their cabin, right? The drugs you didn't pay for because... Capitalism is a, a social construct. No, no, Tom. That was a couple from Florida that uh-huh. I smoked drugs okay. with. Okay. You're creepy, dude. <laughs> you're real creepy. Vacation, Jason. Thank you, man. You know, you're like you're like one of those. Conan used to have these characters that would be on for like 20 seconds, and imagine if. One of those people like left and never got out of the character. Yeah, like they'd have like Lincoln on a toilet and stuff like that. But then those people would take the Lincoln beard off when it was over and then get their four hundred dollars, <laughs> and they would never do that again. You, you for some reason kept it going, and you're trapped inside your own one note character. 
Yeah, sometimes it does feel like I'm trapped. Yeah, but yeah. you know, then I go on vacation again, and everything feels okay. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. And then, <laughs> oh, dude, I'm so sorry. No, he's fine. He's fine. I, I think he's a funny guy. I think he's funny. I like Vacation Jason. I did. See he they let him perform his mixtape in its entirety on the boat, yeah. Coconut Berry Lemon Tree, and it was watching people react to uh, him, a redheaded man. Mm-hmm. In sunglasses, zinc oxide, and Hawaiian shirt, rap about being on vacation. It was so great watching the reaction. At one point, he said, "The guy, his whole thing, he's on vacation and he's nice and eats fruit." And he said the meanest thing to an audience member I've ever, I've ever witnessed. What did he say? This girl, he had this whole crowd participation bit. He brought a girl on stage, and then mm-hmm. after it, another girl went, "I volunteered too." And he turned to her and went. Why don't you take a DeLorean back four minutes in time when that would have mattered to me? And then just continued his oh, cheerful mixtape. He just slipped in the nastiest angry. thing. Yeah. There's something really yeah. dark at the heart of it. angry. Something really yeah. dark lives inside Vacation Jason. Yeah. No, he's troubling. But he's troubling. I was texting you about this, Tom, as soon as I got yeah. off this cruise. Yeah. I said, we got to get a cruise. Yeah, and you said there should be a Chris Gethard slash Best Show Cruise. TCGS and Best Show Cruise. Oh, can you imagine? Us that on a boat ship? with 2,000 people who are fans of our shows. My fans, I'll say, notoriously socially uncomfortable uh-huh. people. Yeah. Boat for four days. Would be the, there would be the thing where, where it would have to be just like, come in the thing and then like, please come out of your cabins <laughs> for, for just part of it, guys. I think people would love it. Imagine, imagine out on the high seas, AP Mike, vacation Jason. Oh my God. Coors drinking contest with AP Mike. Oh. Speed dating with Gary the Squirrel. Yeah. You could do all these activities. Exactly. Studio out there. Morning prayers with the beast masturbator from the Chris Gethard show. <laughs> Meet everybody. Meet. Oh yeah. Fred from Honolulu. He'd Fred be, from Honolulu. He'd be the king. He'd be the king. Yeah. I think every any you should tweet it. Anybody who w- would go on this cruise, email me at zero laughs at gmail dot com, z e r o laughs at gmail dot com, and tell me how much you'd be willing to pay. Uh-huh. And Tom, if I can get enough numbers to convince these people to do a cruise, I would consider it. Actually. Would you do the? I cruise? would actually consider it. How funny would that be? And Could we'll get all bands who have played our respective yeah. shows. Imagine that out on the high seas. Who else do we have to rope into this thing to cobble? Who else has oh. a cult fan base that we maybe cobble together enough ticket sales? Could you believe what the cruise ship employees would see oh when they God. when they look and they're like, "Oh, what's this one going to be?" And they're like looking from the ship <laughs> yeah. at the people boarding, <laughs> oh and they're just like, oh, "Everyone's got this on is a bad one." Every single person has on long pants <laughs> and long sleeve <laughs> shirts, is staring down, including the. People like I would be doing some version of that. Also, it's not like I'm coming on like coming on like George Clooney all of a sudden. No, I'm one inch away from the, the, the my everybody in my audience at best. We're all mutants. Oh yeah, it's a group of mutants. Mutants on the high seas. Mike goes on cruises. You like cruises, right, Mike? Uh, in short durations, yeah. Four days is a good one. Four days is a good cruise. What's the longest cruise you've been on, Mike? Ten. Oh, can you imagine ten days? That's too much. Yeah. I'm hoping that right now a revolution's starting and all these people are tweeting at both of us, <laughs> do it. I will commit. I'll pay $1,000 to come on that cruise. I'm hoping that they force oh. your hand, Tom, because I'm way into it. Oh, no. And I feel like enough. Pe- I... if enough people get on board, you will, oh. you, will, you will begrudgingly do this. Could you imagine the cruise? There's a basketball court on the roof oh. of the boat. 
Oh, can you imagine the point when it has to be, hey, everybody, welcome to the cruise. I'd be like, what? What am I doing? And I'd be like, all right, now I'm going to just go back to my cabin. Uh, guys, uh, see you back in Miami on shore. No way. You're a man of the people. I got to be out all the time. Well, there's a casino. You'd hit the casino, right? Yeah. Well, we went to a good. casino once I'm together. Yeah. Boy, I ate it pretty hard oh, that time. We both, I feel like you and I were both at the casino for like seven minutes and then we're looking at each other like we both got hit in the face. Yeah, it was like. I think I lost $200 in about seven minutes. <laughs> it was so terrifying. It was really was jarring. Like, it was like, oh, this goes fast. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That was, um, yeah. Well, I'm looking on, on Twitter. Some people are saying. Uh, How are they doing? Let's see. People are saying I'd be. On Please that make cruise. this cruel cruise be real. I'd I'd be the first person on the boat. I know Mikey Roberts would be the first person on the boat. Great guy. I think he got into my show through your show. He, that's who it's built for. What do I have to do if I can drive this? Will you begrudgingly be a part I of will, this? I will. I will consider it. Sure, of course. But I mean, look, the problem is we got Perry Shaw. Perry, my guy, Philly. He says yeah. he's in. He said Hound would play Taylor McKean. So. Jacob H. I got the people coming, man. But the problem is, I don't want to go on it with Mike. <laughs> I can't be stuck in a boat with him for four days. We can put him. Oh my god! Now I got a friend. This is what it'd be like. It's four in the morning. <laughs> hey Tom. Tom, let me in. Hey Tom. Tom, let me in. Is this my cabin? Let me in. Then he'd be like, "Let me in, you no good." Then like it would, then he, <laughs> the anger would come real fast. You've always been a bleep, blank, blank. I always knew you were a no good, blank. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm like, he's making me walk the plank at five in the morning. <laughs> I got. Here's a great. How did you not push Michael Ian Black off into? the I didn't ocean? see him one time. Every other person I saw. Mm-hmm. I didn't see him one time. I think he was doing what you're describing. I think he just stayed in his cabin uh-huh. the whole time. Did, who did you see, though? Did, did, or are the I Impractical saw, Jokers cool dudes? They're nice guys. And I think particularly the guy I'm buddies with is Sal. And I have a feeling if you met him, you you and he would hit it off. Mm-hmm. Gangbusters. Yeah. He's a hardworking dude from no, Staten I Island. Look, I get it. I, I talked to Sal a little bit online. I'm jealous of it. I'm not putting these dudes down. I got to get my own... Get rich quick. This thing is going. the first step. This cruise that me cruise, and you organized is the, the last first step. step. My friend, do you know Connor O'Malley? Do you know him? Yes, yes. He's super a b- funny buddy of mine. He yeah. he texted me while uh-huh. I was on the boat, mm-hmm. which I had to pay one hundred and twenty dollars for internet access for the whole time. It was insane. <laughs> but I'm too much of a workaholic to not have uh-huh. Wi-Fi. Yeah. He texted me. He was on. He worked for Second City. He was on a cruise for four months. Oh. And here's the solution for the mic thing. You'll love this. Yeah. O'Malley was telling me that there is a crew bar in okay. the bottom of the ship that is literally uh-huh. behind a cage. It is okay. caged in. And he said everybody goes and sits. So it's cage Mike and put him in it a cage? It would cage him in. And he said everybody sits and all the all the crew members just divide up by ethnicity and no uh-huh. one speaks to each by other. ethnicity. So it's all the Filipino crew uh-huh. members at one table. Uh-huh. All, and nobody really interacts. He says it's really grim mm-hmm. and you're allowed to smoke cigarettes in there. We just put Mike in the crew bar the whole time. So it's like jail. It's kind of like a jail where there's alcohol and cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine the going pe- on this cruise? I'm refreshing my Twitter. The people are speaking 
But we need people to tell us because here's the thing. You can't just say you're going to come. You have to be able to pay between five hundred and two thousand dollars. So I need to know who's yeah. serious about this. Just get ready for the rollback now on and if, Twitter. If these people are yeah, willing to start a grassroots a grassroots movement, a I will tweets. twist your arm. I will twist your arm. A lot of arm. tweets are going to say on second thought. Have fun. Have fun, guys. I brought this up, and I can say that your body language and yeah. facial expressions are like you're waiting to get your wisdom teeth pulled. Yeah, you're sitting oh, no, there no. cringing at the thought. Oh, I would. Yeah. Oh, I just can't imagine being on a cruise. I've been on cruises before, but I was a, 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 I was a customer then. Yeah. Now you're the center of attention, the, the thing center, you love, oh, the, the thing you love more attention. than anything. Everywhere you go, people want to talk to you and take pictures and stop you and touch you. Just picture, everything you yeah. love. AP Mike and Vacation Jason squaring off together, right? Yeah. It's like the doppelgangers of the oh, shows. Here's what we do. Late night, because there's basketball yeah. court on the roof. It has bleachers. Yeah. Okay. We get them. Bare knuckle boxing match. Midnight. Well, AP Mike versus Vac- Vacation Jason. Vacation Half Jason court. would end up getting his corpse dumped into the ocean. <laughs> once Mike starts swinging, man. It's international either, waters out yeah, there. No, hey, well, there's no laws. A, yeah. There's no laws out there. Wait to get – that's the last thing you need to say to Mike. <laughs> international waters. No rules, Mike. No law. No, he'll be chaos reigns supreme. Chaos <laughs> on the yeah the high seas. AP Mike on the high seas. If you and I could run a cruise together with our with our mutual cults mm-hmm. that are that are similar in some, they're cults si- similarly similarly awkward at times. Do you think mm-hmm. it would devolve into a Lord of the Flies esque? No, I think it would. De- I think it would devolve into people. Um, I think it would devolve into people kind of just. Hanging back, school dance style, against the yeah. wall. Yeah, and that's fine. That's great. But just imagine, what should it be called? Mutants on the high seas. Mutants on the high seas is a pretty amazing. Just that's what somebody a, a cruise that is marketed mm-hmm. to only to social misfits. Yeah. And then I go, "Welcome to the cruise. <laughs> We're gonna have so much fun." Well, actually, you guys can have so much fun. Then a helicopter flies over, and the rope ladder falls down, and I climb up it once we're out of the ocean, and I just go, have fun, hanging off the <laughs> the rope ladder. That, people would love that. If you fled your own cruise on the first day via helicopter rope ladder, and then I just, it would be legendary. And I throw out some autographed photos. Speaking of autographed photos, at Bandcamp, what is it, bandcamp.apmike? apmike.bandcamp.com you can get uh, Mike is selling autographed photos uh, his headshot you can buy them and he mails them out to you and he just mailed a whole bunch out he actually will not have many left the way he told me they're selling so if you want one you should go get one cause he's mailing them out apmike.bandcamp.com so uh yeah. Well, look. Let's see what people say. If people email you at that thing, I would consider it. And I'm I'm the type of person you know me. If I get an idea in my head, I'll spend years. Yeah, I'll, I will spend years no, making you, it happen. Relentless. I will be relentless. No, you are the guy who walked to Bonnaroo. <laughs> yeah, from California. <laughs> I still can't believe. I feel like that was one of the first things I ever did that you um, liked me. I think the the first time I. S- I had seen you in in the flesh 
we were both in Los Angeles, and you that was when you were driving around in your camper. Yes. In your RV. Another ill-advised and I saw art you, experiment that very few people cared about, you and I suffered the, endlessly. Yeah, you were in front of the 101 diner on a f- cell phone, like, and it, you didn't seem like you were, like, in a great place at no, that point. That trip really broke me. <laughs> Every one of my friends was mad at me by the end. Every one, And I did about $800 worth of damage to that RV. I crashed it into a pole in a Walmart parking lot. It was not great. But yeah, we saw each other, but we didn't say hello or anything. No, you were right? on the phone and you seemed, I was like, I'm not going to bug this dude at this point. Um, he seems like he's in crisis. But Chris Gethard, you, the Chris Gethard show is on Fusion, season two now. You got picked up for season two. Yeah. It's going to be longer now, right? It is twice as long. Back to an hour, well, 44 minutes with commercials, but. A lot of people on a, a lot of our fans, they stuck with us, but they said this mm-hmm. half hour thing is not working for us. Mm-hmm. They said it feels tight. It feels over edited. We liked the looseness. We liked the chaos of the old show. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't say it then, but I quietly agreed. Mm-hmm. I was like, I get it, guys. I yeah. get it. We're still doing, we're doing a show I'm very proud of, but I understand what they mean. So I really leaned in hard to this idea that we should be an hour and the network listened. They listened to the people. They listened and now season two. Yeah. When does season two start? I think, I think March. Who knows? Okay, so soon. Yeah, soon. So people can get ready. Yeah. That's exciting. And I'm going to really try to do it right this time, man. I feel good about season one, but I was really overwhelmed. And now I feel like I know exactly how to do it, and I just got to get to a, I just got to get to a place where I can put that on screen. Okay. And really cost, like, I really want to, I don't know, man. These late night talk shows, I like to think that our show is a late night talk show. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, I don't want to be in a, a picture of Vanity Fair with everybody. You yeah. see that picture with all the late night hosts? I did. G- their... Was it GQ or Vanity Fair? Yeah, I think, and they had their their. And did they have like cigars or something, yeah, or they had drinks? They and all looked like buddies. I I, th- I always thought late night was better when it, when people were mad at each other. When yeah, it wasn't part of it that Letterman? Like, don't you think if Leno, like like, crashed one of his motorcycles, Letterman would have been like grinning on TV <laughs> that night? They I, hated each other. They wanted to be the best. And I don't hate anybody. No. But, you, but I want to be the best. You wanna, I don't want to be friends with anybody. I yeah. want them all to be mad at me. It is weird that everybody does. It is like this club. That makes me think maybe they really hate each other, though. Oh, since they they're being, to, right? Since they're being... There's no way... Because they can all say, like, oh, I like the other guy. But then there has to be someone... Some piece of news comes in and something... Oh, yeah... You know, Obama's going to be on so-and-so show. There's no way they're not just like, you, man, man, man. Like, they're just, and they're like on the elliptical machine, just like getting that much more mad. Yeah. Like saying, like, I think I got to run this guy out out of the biz. I, I want, my plan is to run everybody out of the biz this season. Mm-hmm. From my uh, from my vantage point at the Fusion Network, I plan on running the rest of them out of town. Who would be number one uh, with a bullseye on their back? Hmm. <clears throat> Should I start naming names already? Sure. You bring just, it out of me. Give a little bit. You bring it out of me. Give Tom. a little bit. I don't know. I mean, and this is not. This is just the spirit of 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 competition. And this guy, this is the thing. With him. You, you got, you got, you you don't have two nickels to rub together compared to these oh, millionaires. No. That's the thing. Because we were the public access show, and I, I wonder if you've run into something similar. I have no idea. I feel like you have retained it much better than I have. But, like, some of our fans were, like, on public access, it was this really punk rock thing, DIY thing, and it was great that you weren't making money, and now we feel like you sold out. And it's like, I definitely did, but if you knew how little 
money I was making, man, would you still be rooting for us? Yeah. No, that's, look. I'll say this. I don't have that this time. I think people, people see the seams on this show. People know this thing is, uh. Well, you're letting them know. I'm letting them know. <laughs> we didn't join any network. We built a network. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, but yeah, you, you know, you're going up against you. If you're going to start, uh, uh, trash talking anybody, you're, you're coming, you have nothing going up against the, the, Mm-mm. the king in the castle. No, it's like, a, you. it's like, uh, I feel it's like a mythological thing. Yeah. I'll say that I won't name names right now, but okay. I will say this. All right. There is one host mm-hmm. who I really believe, and it's easy to throw okay. these accusations right. around sure, in comedy, sure. mm-hmm. and usually it's called parallel mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah, yeah. There's been a few things that have shown up in the world at large mm-hmm. where I'm not saying anybody stole yeah. from us, no, no, but there's no. certain situations where if we weren't this underground thing, yeah, somebody would say, hey, they already did that. Yeah. And that doesn't yep. get said for us. Mm-hmm. And I see our stuff show up. And there is sure. one show that I won't name yet yeah. that I firmly believe has maybe even crossed that boundary. And that's mm. the one of my crosshairs. All right. And I'm not going to name names yet. Yet. But the fans of the show, fans of my show already know who yeah. I'm talking about. Well, I know who, you, I know who you're There's talking about. There's a few about, big yeah. things. There's a few yes. big things where it's like you can't – you got you to gotta Google that thing and you'll see that we did it like nine months ago. Yeah. I'm not saying you stole, but at the very least, look into it because we just did it. Yeah. Yeah. And my whole thing has always been, if you're going to do that, just hire our writers because they deserve that break. And they're coming up with those ideas. And if they're good enough, let's do it. If they're good enough for for network television. Then let's get these guys uh, more respectable yeah. positions than the Chris Gethard show. Yeah. Let's, make, I got let's give them better lives than I can give them. So I don't know. I'm not trying to cause trouble, but I definitely have a chip on my shoulder about I that one. It. I hear you. I got it, too. Uh, sometimes I'm like, anybody talking into a mic is my competition. That's yeah. what it feels like sometimes. Well, yeah. How do you feel? There's all these people I like and respect. But I want to I wanna be the best. I don't think yeah. that's wrong. And why can't anybody say that anymore? Why is everybody buddies? Exactly. That being said, some of my episodes have about 9,000 YouTube views, so I don't think anybody feels so threatened. <laughs> that they're not, they're not sweating it. Nobody's sweating it yet, man, but I get another chance, so I better try to... Uh, well, I better try to step up. You got to step it up. I know you're, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go after these clowns. I like it. I love talking with you because you always it's a healthy anger that you bring out of me. Well, you really are great at it. Oh, that's sweet of you to say. Best show. Oh, hi, Tom. Happy New Year. It's a little late. Hi, Chris. Hi. This is Harold, uh, formerly of Greenpoint. Yes, Harold. You used to own a place called the Boulevard Tavern. That's right. Yeah, I miss it. Which is gone, unfortunately. I'm sorry about uh, the, the place uh, uh, calling it a day. That's a it's a sad day. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be the only one. There's so many businesses that are just closed uh, all over the city. Yeah, I'm sorry. So what? But, uh, but you, what, well, what's going on? Yeah. You told me, but you emailed me about something interesting that you have. Going yeah, on. I. Right. I used to do a public access show about uh, 18 years ago uh, called Rock and Roll High School. And um, I would take my camera, my, my camcorder and a friend of mine, and we would go to the clubs and videotape the band's performances and sometimes get an interview. And uh, many times I got board feed off the uh, you know audio board feed. And uh, I'm putting them up now on uh, YouTube. 
And uh, I'm I'm very excited about it. Uh, you know, resurrecting these old tapes. Uh, we've had so far. I've had uh, Ronnie Spector, Jim Carroll, Lenny Kay, The Flesh Tones, Joey Ramone, um, uh, D Generation doing an acoustic set, Phoebe Legere. And I just wanted people to know about it. The Chrome Cranks. That's awesome. Put on. And where is yeah. this now? Where is this? Where can people see this? YouTube. Okay. Um, they would just have to search Rock and Roll High School, Rock. the uh, public access gotcha. show. So they search that. And there's all sorts of stuff covering what years? Uh, about just 1998, really. Uh, but there's about 30 episodes. I have 14 up now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm transferring the old super VHS tape to, you know, and uh, it takes a little time. But I'm getting them all up there. Uh, one that's coming up now I'm very proud of is uh, Jane County. Mm-hmm. Um and the, uh, we shot her at Maxis, Kansas City. Uh, there, there was a, a new Maxis, Kansas City that opened up for like six weeks in Times Square and, uh, mm-hmm. we shot that and it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Oh. I just wanted your listeners to know about well, it. I think it's awesome that you're doing that. You're, you're some things that were going to get lost to history. You're putting back out there for everybody to see. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's awesome, Harold. I'm going to check them out, and everybody else should check them out, too. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye, Mac. Best show. Ooh, hello there. Hi, guys. Yeah, hi. What's um, up? I just can't stop thinking about Mike uh, hosting square dance lessons <laughs> on this cruise. Yeah, let's. And I'm really excited for Whoa. this to happen. Can I say on my end that I love how you're framing this as not a theoretical cruise, but you said I can't wait for this when to this happen. Happens, when right. this happens, let's guy. everybody keep with that tense, <laughs> and Tom has to go along with it because he's a man oh, of the man. people. Tom, he has is a man to. of the I people. He's a reluctance in his voice, but it's just I know this would be a blast. Could I'm really imagine? glad. I'm so glad that you you realize that the snowball is now rolling down the hill, and you're just mm-hmm. pushing it further. And I love that idea of Mike doing square dancing, and I love any more cruise suggestions. <laughs> well, that, thank you for your enthusiasm. That's, I think it would be so uh, great. It's so genuine and, and good to hear. It would be great, and if we all really rally, then I uh-huh. think Sharpling will get uh-huh. on board. Could you imagine? I got to be on a thing with. <laughs> got to be there, and Fred from Honolulu. <laughs> Eating breakfast. Do we have to give Fred a free ticket? I'd be there. No. I would have... Why would he get a free ticket? Fred's like a part of it. He's one of care. the. He's a crossover. Both of our shows. Good. We can buy a ticket then. He's a, he's got twice. <laughs> he's twice. Two times the fan. If anything, you should buy two tickets for one person. He's he's into both shows. He should buy two tickets. I'm not giving him a free ticket. Why am I talking about it as if yes. it, as yes. if we're figuring out who yes. gets in for free? Yes. Oh. <laughs> What else do you think should happen on the cruise, sir? I love AP Mike oh. Square Dancing. I'm going to write this down. Oh. Um, is there a pen? No, there's not. Sorry. There's no pen. Um, Here. Okay, here's a pen. Write down AP, AP Mike Square, Square Dancing. Dancing. <laughs> I'm making a list. I like the Gary the Squirrel uh, speed dating idea. Thank that you. I can see him like hosting it, kind of picturing him like overlooking a crowd of uh, weirdos. Sure. I think there's restrictions on animals going uh, out of the country, so he probably won't okay. be a part of it. But can't you imagine a world where there's actual singles on an actual cruise mm-hmm. and Gary the Squirrel actually fa- facilitates hookups? People, mm-hmm. Gary the Squirrel is doing fe- speed dating. You see people actually, oh. semi-drunken people get up, leave the event, 
and go on an elevator Semi together. Semi-drunken people. Semi. Gary the Squirrel actually <laughs> making it happen. It's making love end. bloom, blossom yeah. on a yeah. boat. Yeah. <laughs> what happens on that boat stays on that boat. Everybody commit to that yeah. now. The only problem is what what's going on in that hot tub doesn't stay in the in the hot tub. Everybody takes a little <laughs> little piece of magic home with them. Contagion Thanks, style. Gary. Yeah. Can bird flu style. Right? SARS. <laughs> you wouldn't go on this caller, right? I would if I could manage it. I say I know that sounds weak, but no, it's things true. are tight. Hey. But I would, I, I would, I would love to be on this boat. Tough times for everybody. Tough times for everybody. My understanding, because I researched this, is that the 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 indoor window free small mm-hmm. cabins were about five hundred bucks to six hundred bucks for the week. Mm-hmm. Was what I understood. I can't. Don't mm-hmm. quote me on that. But I am. I'm making a list okay. of everyone. Anything there people you go. tell me. Phone calls, tweets, whatever you guys mm-hmm. tell me. Activities wise, these are all yeah. things I will genuinely pitch. I'm seeing to the a company fair, that organizes. I'm seeing a fair this. amount of people walking back on their thing now. What? I can't afford a cruise. People are bailing on me already. Last thing I'd want to do is with my life is date a fought dude. Well, that's charming. That's not you nice. got some nice guys in the audience. Somebody's saying... Chris my... is now turning me off to the idea of the cruise. What? What did I do? I thought I was being an excellent Look, salesman. Hey, I don't know. Taylor Gonda, what did I do to turn you off? Well, I think you might have talked about the... Uh... The cages, using the word, talking about how there are people caged and divided by ethnicity might not have worked toward (laughs) their cause. That's the crazy crew. Someone says they want screaming females to play on the cruise. I'd be all for that. Can you, I don't know if they want to go on a cruise. So we'll see how that goes. Best show. Hi, Tom. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. What's up? Uh, This is Shane in Toronto. What's up, Shane? Oh, I wanted to say hi to Chris. How are you doing, Chris? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, I just want to say congratulations on the second season and uh, hello from everybody in the chat room. I'm hanging out uh, in the GCGS chat room right now. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Just a ma- just This is what anybody who is wondering whether they'd want to go on, a, on this cruise should realize. This one dude just wrote, I would make mayonnaise <laughs> for all the thoughts on the cruise. So some guy's going to... Drennan is going to bring his own homemade mayonnaise. Homemade mayonnaise on a crew? Who who yeah. doesn't want to get on a boat for four days and yeah. eat mayonnaise some guy yeah. made? The, yeah, exactly. I got a guy here saying he'd pay 1800 bucks. Okay. Well. He, get, he gets one of those uh, cabins with the balconies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. No way. She says no way. A guy mm. says he'd risk his marriage. He'd spend $1,000 plus and he would risk his marriage. There is – oh, uh, Joe Duffy just pointed out there is a cruise terminal in Bayonne. It's too perfect. Oh, God, this cruise has to leave from Bayonne. Oh, it had Tom. Everything's lining up on this. So it'd be like a, like, a, like up an inaugural this. thing at masses. Ooh, AP Mike freestyle rap battle. That's I got. I'm yeah. gonna put that on my list here. Yeah, your list. It's getting pitched. I know the guys who organize these things. Yeah. Besho, you're on the air. Still. Still on the air. Hi, how you doing? Goodbye. Best show, what's up? Hey, Tom, Chris, this is Greg. You later. Oh, oh. hey, Greg, what's up, man? It's Chris's no, brother, no. the Gregulator. Yeah. Uh, 
we share a genetic code and everything. So what's up, Chief? I had a, I had a good cruise idea. I want to be in on this. I want to get comp first of all. Uh-huh. And then my idea is this, is I, every night, <laughs> get paired in a stranger's bedroom to spend the night with them. Oh, spend the night with the regulators going on my list. Yeah. What is this? And this then, is like a horror cruise. Yeah. This is like and literally even, turning into a horror cruise. You've got... <laughs> You got Gregulator moving from bedroom to bedroom. You got AP Mike skulking the halls like the like on the high seas with no law can contain him. Gary the Squirrel's trying to turn it into hedonism. Okay, yeah, it's, it, this is people are really coming going big in a positive way on Twitter right now. No, I'm seeing. I'm seeing this. You're like seeing what you want to see. You're seeing what and you want to see. You, I think you are also seeing what you want to see. I would go on that this. cruise and only date Fox. And and here's here's another part of the here's a here's a thing. Right, I'm thinking you if, to get me to be on the cruise in your room, you'd have to win an auction that night oh. or some kind of lottery. It would be like the and, Groundhog Day auction when Chris Elliott goes up. Yeah. Oh, so this is. But you know the only thing I would say is this is the guy who we were doing a we did a show in Philadelphia, Sharpling and Worcester, live in Philadelphia, and this regulator guy, my brother, your brother, yeah, this regulator guy, <laughs> aka my flesh, AKA. my only sibling, yeah, your only sibling. This is his thing. He he stages a variety show. He piggybacks <laughs> a variety show. Where he starts, he's going to figure how to learn to spin plates in front yeah. of an audience for the first time. And it's like, and, and I, I got reports on it. He gave me reports. I heard very differing reports in, from what he said. <laughs> he said it was a big success and that there was all sorts of people <laughs> there. Somebody said that there were three people there and that it was the most depressing thing they'd ever seen in their life. And they thought you were going to end it on stage. That's what somebody said. They they thought when you were there that that was the that was your end game, is that you were gonna you were gonna do I'm, something dangerous up there. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say that what, that's not. I, I could see that perspective. Um, I I could see the perspective <laughs> that someone would think it was uh, uh, a depressive episode come to fruition of me um, and where I could have um, just put it all to rest right there in front of, in front of the world to say I'm not disagreeing with that statement whoever informed you of that um but you know we had a mariachi band that mm -hmm. happened um it was a good time i i liked it um i will never spin plates again though um that that <laughs> was not something that worked out well in my favor yeah i heard i heard from one of the two people in the audience <laughs> i heard there were more <laughs> plates on stage than people in the audience that, that's probably there were eight I bought each plate. And three people showed up. On my way down to the show. And, and then, yeah, <laughs> there were probably 12 people, 12 people there. And um, two of them were the random mariachi band that were performing in front of the venue that I paid to come in. <laughs> so, so. Did I ever tell you about when I saw my brother enter the comedy contest? Oh, no, we've talked about oh, that. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. It We've got so nuts that they forced him to go back out after his acting clean up in front of the up. audience. Yeah. He was on yeah. his hands and knees scrubbing the stage yeah. in front of probably. the audience that had just watched And him. he was probably it never me, happier. Oh, I was crying laughing. You were, you were crying I was laughing. crying laughing. But he was probably saying to himself, 
this is my crowning achievement. <laughs> I'm on the ground sweeping up baby powder. But what I wanted to call in, Chris, is if you um, could – if you f- would be willing, and if Tom would be willing to listen or to join into um, the greatest fight we ever had, the one that where Daryl Strawberry almost divided brothers. Oh, that was bad. That was really bad. Did I ever tell you about that? No. Well, I used to do this show. Uh, Greg did this thing. Uh huh. He used to. He got a copy of Daryl Strawberry's autobiography. Uh huh. And he used to go to like coffee like coffee house open mics at uh-huh. his college and yeah. just ruin them by reading selections from the Daryl Strawberry uh, thing. Uh, and I uh, thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And this uh-huh. is when I was starting at UCB. Uh-huh. So I went to him and I was like, what if I did that and expanded on it and we did a show where it's Daryl Strawberry's one-man show, but he can't make it and I'm the understudy. Uh-huh. And he was like, yes, you can use my idea. I always credited him. I'm always the first to say my brother's the funniest person. I know I stole that idea outright from him. So I did this show for a while. A lot of Mets fans would see it advertised as Daryl Strawberry's one-man show and show up and actually be mad. But it led to this incident where someone who saw the show found this auction where you could win a chance to have Daryl Strawberry come and speak at your school. Mm -hmm. And I was at the time a teacher at the UCB Improv School, and I was like, that's technically a school. Yeah, yeah. And I got a bunch of people to throw in money, and we won. And Daryl Strawberry came to the UCB school – and gave like a speech to all these improv comedians about how they shouldn't do drugs and make the same mistakes he made. And I'll say it was actually a really beautiful he got, speech. He got so detailed about he got, it. Once like, he realized uh-huh. what was going on, like when he realized we were adults and into it, uh-huh. he started giving us some real stories. Like okay. he went off book from the junior high school version uh-huh. sure. and he told us a little bit about some of the escapades that got him there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It got really, it got really real. Plane, insane. Plane, okay. plane ride. Plane rides of uh, cocaine and hookers. He, yeah, he talked a lot about women and drugs that he did specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then my brother wrote a blog post about it, yeah. which was a perfectly fine thing to do. Sure. But then that site Deadspin picked up on it. Yeah. And that is a huge site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden it was like in the Washington Post. And, but it didn't say I did it. It said the Upright Citizens Brigade pranked Daryl Strawberry. Sure. <laughs> so I worked for them at the time. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, like. You didn't, yeah, but you were like, I'm like, I'm gonna get fired. Yeah. I was like an administrator at their school, and they're gonna find out that I paid money to have Daryl Strawberry come here. And now the Washington Post is implying that Amy Poehler herself, like, is just messing with Daryl yeah, Strawberry. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Greg and I got in a massive fight about whether or not he should take the down the blog post. Two, mm-hmm. two things with it. The oh, the they approached him at a game, right? Because his son, his son played college basketball for yes. Maryland. And the Washington Post reporter saw him at a Maryland basketball game and went up to him and was like, how do you feel about getting pranked by the Upright Citizens Brigade? And I was like, you got to take that blog post down. It's going to like, I'm going to get fired. Everyone's going to be mad at me. And Greg didn't want to take it down. And we got in a real bad shouting match. But that's not the worst fight we got ever, ever got into. Now this story. But but, but the worst part of my end is Chris was mad at me and then ratted me out for my mom. You ratted you out to your mom. Yeah, of course I yeah. did. Yeah. I ratted yeah. you out to my mom all the yeah. time. When I met yeah, when I, I met your father, I, 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 at Chris's wedding, I said, "You shut down that dance floor, by the way, Sharp." Oh, well, thank you. You were the last guy out there on I that was, dance floor. I was trying very hard because you know why? Yeah, because all you did was give everybody soda and candy bars. <laughs> I think I'm still vibrating from yeah. that. And de- the DJ for my wedding was Cypher Sounds. Yeah, Hot ninety seven. Awesome. But you, when I met your father came up to him and I said, hi, my name's Tom. And he's like, oh, okay, hi. And then I said, <laughs> and then I said uh, I'm the guy who does the radio show that both of your sons are involved in. He's like, oh, okay, that's you, huh? Like, he seemed, 
My mom so, did come up to me at one point and said, is that, is that that Tom from the radio? She did say that. <laughs> yeah, so she that quietly was, pulled me aside yeah. and said, is that that Tom yeah, from the, the radio? Tom, yeah. But your father looked so, like, <laughs> angry at me. No, where... I don't think he knows enough. I think if anybody was angry, it was my mom, if I'm being honest. Uh-huh. Okay. Just because she knows Greg. Because that was also when Greg was working in New York, so he used to stay with them sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd be that was I think when he was in the running to be your protege, so he'd be on the phone all the time with you. Yeah. Now everybody just imagine you know that Daryl Strawberry story you just heard? That energy plus the ocean equals <laughs> the cruise that Now for some people they might be saying, Oh, I, I that's what I'm looking for and other people might be like, Yeah, I'm a little spooked now. I'm getting some great ideas. I don't know if you want to hear them or if you're tired of this. Oh, People no, are no. submitting fantastic <laughs> ideas on Twitter. And it's all positive, and there's no one saying they won't come on a cruise. We got someone says a sandwich night on the cruise, which is the holiday I invented. Sure, yes. I like this one. Vance hosts a prog rock laser light show. Oh, okay. That guy who looks like you who sits in the background of my show sometimes, yeah. he sits in the background of the cruise. Uh-huh. A late night sound collage dance party. Okay. And then I love this one. This one just came in from a, yeah. a guy named Greg Lenahan. No dudes day. On the Tuesday of the cruise, all men have to sit in the lifeboats. Oh, I would be in there. For the That's whole day. the first thing you said that <laughs> the I'm whole day. In. Just crammed into a lifeboat yeah. while the ladies run the whole boat. Yeah. Oh, Tom, are you, just... you on board yet? That the end was of the my first time thing here. you said that made me interested. He's got to make thing. sure you get on a different yeah. lifeboat than Mike. Yes. If this, if that ship – here's a great thing to think about. If that ship – God forbid it hit an iceberg, who do you think behaves the most shamefully out of both of our cliques? Oh, I think yours go – people in your audience go, yeah, that's how I thought it would end. And people <laughs> in my audience would be just like, yeah, I'm not going down with this thing. Get yeah, out of yeah. my way. Yeah. Fred right. survives. Fred from Honolulu, no. he survives. Yeah. Mike would suddenly have some sort of <laughs> firearm. Would be like, get away from my lifeboat. <laughs> He'd want his own. Yeah. He wouldn't even his let own, his own forty-person lifeboat. He'd pull out a gun and put on a captain hat. Yeah, he'd go, and he would just go like, uh, he would just say like, "Ahoy, <laughs> mother bleepers." Here we go. And then he would realize he was the only one in this huge lifeboat and he didn't know how to do anything with it. <laughs> Someone just said the human fish has to swim behind the cruise the whole oh, time. The just human fish. You're you're reminding me. Love that guy. All right. Gregulator. Done. Thanks for the call, buddy. Thank you. Oh, we're here with Chris Gethard. The phone number 201-332-3484 on The Best Show. And uh, I'm going to go back uh, to the phones. Best Show, you're on the air. Hi. Um, looking for uh, Tom Sharplemple. Oh, yeah. Hey, this is, well, this is Tom. It's, it's Sharpling. Oh, okay. My bad there. Let me, let me correct that. Okay. Um, I'm calling from Entertainment Weekly. Wanted to talk to you for a second, if I could. Uh-huh. Oh, Entertainment Weekly. Yay. Okay. Well, what 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 are you calling about? Well, 
EW is doing a big Bowie issue, and we're looking for comments from prominent media figureheads. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our interns played me the Bowie tribute you did last week. I got to tell you, I was very impressed. I was very moved. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. You know, honestly, <laughs> I'd never heard of your show before that. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh. I thought it might be one of those, like a new show, you know, because I, I do follow all the, all the podcasts, and it just wasn't, I'd, I'd never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then I found out you've been doing this thing for, what, like 15 years or something? Yeah, something like that. Well, I got to say, it's really funny, Tim. Uh-huh. Well, it's it's Tom, actually. Sorry again. Sorry, I got I to gotta just pound that into my brain. When I get a name in my head, I just it stays there, and I it, I, it takes a while to edge it out, you know? Sure, uh, sure. But uh, <laughs> tell you what, though, you keep it up, you play your cards right, Yeah. I think this show could be the next Hollywood handbook. Uh, oh, that's, well, you know, that's nice of you to say, but, and don't, don't get me wrong, cause I obviously love Hollywood Handbook. But like, they've only been doing the show for about two or so years. <coughs> so for, this wouldn't be the next Hollywood Handbook, you know? Uh, well, it's a great show. You should check it out. Yeah. Oh, no, I know it. Okay. Okay. Well, uh-huh. well, look, that's neither here nor there. But um, look, getting back to to uh, Bowie, obviously one of the most important and influential artists of all time. You know, I don't think it could be argued that his 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 impact is felt on just about every aspect of popular culture that there is. Oh yeah. Well, no, that's definitely very that's very true. So um, I know you like to crack wise on the absurdities of the world of showbiz, and I'd love to get your thoughts on some of the weirder Bowie minutia that's come down the pike over the last 35 years or so. Okay. Oh, like, like what, what kind of things? Well, like, you know, there's that, that clip of Bowie singing, I Got You Babe with Marianne Faithful. That's a pretty weird one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. It's not... What's your take on that? Um, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's just, it just shows the, I think he would just try things and, and right. really just kind of put himself out there. Right. Okay. That's great. Writing that down. Okay. Um, all right. What about this, this other clip of him? This is a crazy one. Him doing young Americans with Cher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a weirder one. It definitely. is. Yeah. What do you yeah. think about that? Um, I guess it's, it's kind of. And that one's more interesting, not not my, you know, favorite, but definitely interesting to see. Okay. And of course, there's that legendary duet with Bing Crosby. That as it's funny, you'd never think of it at, at the time, but now it's become a, a real Christmas tradition mm-hmm. for for a lot of families. Oh yeah, yeah. The the that them doing that duet on uh, Little Drummer Boy is kind of turned into a classic. Yeah, it sure has. And uh, can I get your thoughts on the, on the rest of that? The rest of of what? The King of Punk. The what? The what? The King of Punk. What is what is the King of Punk? Are you serious? Yeah. That that's the TV show the Little Drummer Boy was from. Uh huh. Well, no, I I think it was from a uh, a Bing Crosby Christmas special. 
no, 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 no. That's a common misconception. No. Um, that song was actually in a scene from a 1977 BBC drama that only ever aired once. Really? Yes, yeah. And that was... It was called The King of Punk. The King of Punk. That's that's crazy. That's I've never heard that before. Yeah, well, it, it was inspired by a night in 1977 when Bing went to the Roxy Club. The Ro- the Roxy Club. That's the the famous uh, punk club in, exactly, in London. Exactly. Yeah. In London, right? Yeah, yeah. He was in in London shooting a commercial. I'm not sure what it was. Probably some biscuit company or something and like everybody he he was reading about punk rock it was in the in the papers every day it was on the news you, he couldn't really escape it and you know he was he was a curious guy he wanted to see what it was all about so he and this bodyguard that he had they went they went to the roxy one night okay and um do you know who was on the bill that night yeah let me i actually i did actually research that hang on let me Oh, um, uh, Eater, the Lurkers, and the Nipple Erectors, which, little uh, trivia, that was Shane McGowan's first band. Wow, yeah, yeah. That, uh, I mean, that's not, that, that's not exactly like a, a, like a super A-list lineup in the scheme of who played there. Well, you know, it's... <laughs> Wasn't the Clash and the Damned every night, right? You know, it's like you don't see bands like Chairs and Mailboxes playing the Bowery Bar Ballroom every night, do you? Uh huh. Like yeah. Chairs, Mailboxes. Were, yeah, you don't know those bands? Sure. No, I I, I know them. It's it's a little more kind of um like it's ukulele rock. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's ukulele rock. That's you don't exactly. like ukulele rock? No, I I like ukulele rock in its in its place. I, mm-hmm. I like it. I mean. Sometimes I like, I think most of the time I, I prefer just rock. Do you like books? Do I like books? Yeah. Sure. The band. Oh, the band. Yes. Okay. I don't know books. Oh. They're good. Xylophone laden uh, ukulele rock. Okay, yeah. No, and, yeah. and oh. it just, sure. Okay. Okay. Well, getting back to this thing. Mm-hmm. So so Bing, he's at the club, and he, he gets his idea for a movie. Okay. And before you know it, John Milius is on a plane to England, and he's there to write it. John Milius? Yeah. Who wrote Apocalypse Now. Right. And um, Red Dawn. Mm-hmm. And um, like a real kind of macho exactly, yeah. guy, yeah. Yeah, it's one of his earlier things. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's good stuff. So it's so it's John Milius mm-hmm. and Bing Crosby, which is weird enough. But right. how how does David Bowie come into any of this? Well, Milius doesn't know anything about punk, but his research told him that David Bowie was one of the genre's biggest influences. Like he was one of the cool. People according to punks, and there weren't many like the Who and Bowie. That was pretty much it, and you know what I mean. Sure, the people who the punks respected. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So what you don't see after Bing and Bowie sing "Little Drummer Boy" is Bing stopping Bowie as Bowie's about to leave that the house after paying him that visit, mm-hmm. 
and he asks him to come look at the new motorcycle he's got in his garage. Wait, this is after they do the song. Peace on Earth. Yeah. And yes. rum pum pum Exactly, yeah, with his pipe. Yeah. Yeah. And Bowie goes, I, I love motorcycles, Bing. I, I, I'd, lo- I'd love to come in there and have a look. So Bing leads Bowie back to the garage, mm-hmm. shuts the door behind them, pitch black, turns on the garage lights to reveal uh, yeah. all of the top dogs in English punk chained to the walls like prisoners of war. What? Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. Captain Sensible, Joe Strummer, who else? Uh, Paul Weller, Steve Jones, Steve Diggle, uh, Gay Advert, uh, Hugh from the Stranglers, Ari Up, you name it. Uh, and they were, wait, why were they chained to the wall? Because Bing absolutely hated punk. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought it was, I thought he was like, fascinated by it oh no he loathed it no oh he he said the people involved in that scene were the most vile coterie of animals he'd ever seen he hated everything about it he hated the violence the lack of respect for tradition all of it Mm -hmm. okay so 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 bowie ends up in this garage yeah yeah with all the kind of heroes of 77 punk right Chained to the wall. Yeah, yeah. And then, and what what happened after that? Well, he chains Bowie to the wall too, and he gradually breaks Bowie down in front of the punks emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. And Bowie would later call upon this experience in filming when he was filming Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Sure, the movie about being a prisoner of war. Yeah, yeah. So then there's this this long montage of Bing and Bowie breaking the wills of the punks and turning them into 1940s-style entertainers. Okay. Like, this is mind-boggling. Right? It's kind of like what Devereaux does to Dirty D and Chopper in Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park when he turns them into those colonial robots. Uh Yeah, oh, I, that was scary. That was, I forgot about that. Yeah, uh-huh. so it still scares me. What's that? It still scares me. You're still scared by it. Yeah, it gives okay. me the heebie creepies. All right, well, that's as an adult now, you might want to get. No, it past gives me the creeping Worthingtons. Have you ever heard that expression? The creeping Worthington. No, yeah, I haven't. I think it's English. Mm-hmm. Might be New Zealand. I don't know. Uh huh. Anyway, you were saying? I was saying that you might want to get past this as an adult to be creeped out from something from Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Maybe I will. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, so, so Bing is trying to turn them, like, to transform them mm-hmm. into, like, what? Like, his idea of what he thinks is cool? Exactly, exactly. But it's this totally outdated idea from at least 30 years before, right? Sure, yeah. And and so the big ending of this thing was supposed to be this Bowie show at the Rainbow Theater. But instead of of Bowie doing his low-era music, he comes out looking just like Bing in Danny Boy. Uh And he he starts condemning punk and saying how it's got no zing or no swing. Okay. Isn't that weird? That is weird. And then all the punks who are in the garage, they come out and they do this full-on vodio do do version of, of that song, Chattanooga Choo Choo. Remember that song? Like, pardon me, boys. 
Is this the Chattanooga Choo Choo? That song? Do more of it. When I got about it in line, I got to beat it on time. Something like that. I don't, yeah, I don't I know. Yeah, I got to beat it on time. I guess that's what they said. Is that, I don't know if that's I think what that's they what said. It was, yeah. I'm not sure what they I was blurring words a little bit on yeah. that. I don't drunk? think it was you literally, drinking? you got to beat it on time. Are you time. drinking? What's that? Are you drinking? Am I drinking? No, yes. I'm not. No. Oh, you said you were slurring your words. I don't know. It's just my okay. first thought. Okay, well, I'm not drinking. Okay, well, look. Anyway, all the punks, then they denounce their own ways, and they become crooners. Uh-huh. Like, it's no more punk for us. We're going to croon. Uh-huh. Well, that's yeah. that's a really weird ending to a special. But it wasn't the ending. It wa- That wasn't the ending. No, no, no. So after they, they shot that final scene... Mm-hmm. Bing gets sick, and he goes home to Palm Springs to, to rest. And to him, the movie's over. He's shot everything. All that is, is left to be done is to cut it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But Milius, he doesn't like it. Okay. He, he thinks the ending wasn't intense enough. Mm-hmm. So he writes a whole new ending, and they actually shoot it with someone standing in for Bing Crosby. Well, standing in for him? Yes. Well, that's that sounds insane. What 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 is the new ending that they shot for it? Well, Bing, who, who is now played by, remember Anson Williams? Sure, Potsy. Yes, they have the same haircut, I guess. So, uh huh. That's who he, they got him because they were only going to show him from the sides and from behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Bing slash. Anson, Potsy, reveals that, that he's been doing all this breaking down of wills and brainwashing the punks in an effort to take over as the new reigning king of punk. Okay. And, and he's going to overthrow the government and install a 100-year reign of punk terror. Uh-huh. Isn't that crazy? That's... And he's going to change the name of the United Kingdom Yeah. to Punksylvania. Punksylvania. Yeah. That's insane. I know, I know. And this final scene. Yeah. Bing slash Potsy, he's hacking his way through hundreds of bobbies and policemen and soldiers and stuff with a giant safety pin. And as he makes his way to the 100 Club stage. Uh huh. Are you okay? Yeah, I am. I am okay. I didn't know if you're having a dream and someone named Jason was doing something weird. No, no, no. I just okay. wasn't sure. I just saw somebody hovering in the doorway. I was going to. Ooh, that's like sleep apnea. Do you have that? Sleep apnea. No, yes, I don't. You, you see weird things like you hallucinate. Uh-huh. I do that. I, <laughs> you do? I do. Yeah. You know who, who, who comes and kind of haunts me and hovers over me? Who's that? Coach Lombardi. Like Vince Lombardi. Yes. Yeah. And he's wearing his cleats. I didn't even know he wore cleats. I thought oh, he, he did. He suit. wore cleats to his wedding. Like football cleats. Absolutely. And they were dirty, too. Her, his wife's father was very upset and kind of never got over it. That he wore cleats to the wedding. Yes. So he's yes. kind of probably tearing up the church carpet. Yes. And yeah. But uh, the brother of... His father-in-law got revenge at Vince's funeral by clicking his own cleats into the coffin and, and getting all kinds of dirt in there. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it that was, was weird a- because his his stepfather's brother was 160. It's, he 160 years old. That's correct. How on earth could somebody live that long? I don't know. Maybe he, he was juicing fruit juices. Those help. And pizza has lycopenes. Don't forget that. What's that? Pizza has lycopenes. Don't forget that. Oh, so pizza's good for you. It is. Yes, it's got lycopenes. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. you can't put too much cheese on it, though. Uh-huh. Go gluten-free on the crust. Maybe maybe some sort of soy milk uh, cheese. And then just ride the lycopenes to perfect health. Like Metallica said on their first album, ride the lycopenes. Yeah, uh-huh. Is that what? The, I thought that was ride the lightning. You're sure it was ride the lycopenes? Hello? I dropped my phone. Okay. James Hetfield, seriously early on lycopenes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, where was I, though? I feel like we got egregiously off course. Mm -hmm. You were saying that Bing, Anson Williams, I think if I remember correctly, the last thing you said was he had a giant safety pin and was slashing his way through the crowd. I did say that because that's what happened, yes. Mm -hmm. And so blood and flesh are spraying everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he, until he finally gets to the microphone at center stage, and backed by Paul Simonon, yeah, Jet Black, the drummer for the Stranglers, yeah, Brian James from the Damned, yeah, and for some reason Mick Box from Uriah Heep. Okay, I don't know why. That's an odd one. It is. He launches into a song called "I'm the King of Punk," you wankers. Oh, that's bizarre. Yeah. There's another version that's called "I'm the King of Punk," you dirty effing rotters. <laughs> Yeah. But this since this was for television. It was, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, needless to say, when Bing Crosby finds out about this, he was livid. Mm-hmm. And he demanded this thing never get shown. But it was too late because it had already aired once. Sure. Like, they, they snuck it. They knew he wouldn't be into it, so they didn't tell him. And he was, he was sick. Mm-hmm. But they did air it. But they never aired it again. Uh-huh. Wow, yeah. wow. Well, that, that, that's a shame. That would be... That's something I really would love to uh, to have seen. It's a shame I, I can't see it. Super shame. I mean, it, it, it you know it was, it was some of the best stuff Peck and Paul's ever shot, if you ask me. And who? Peck and Paul. Peck and Paul. Yeah, Sam, Sam Peck and Paul. Sam Peck and Paul. Yeah, he directed it. Sam Peck and Paul directed this. Yes. The guy who made the Wild Bunch and uh, Straw Dogs and. Bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. Yeah, he he and he did knocking on heaven's door. Well, I don't know if he did that. I think that was in the movie. I think, I think he Bob produced Dylan the record too. I don't think he produced the record. I'm sure he did. Uh huh. Well, you might want to hold on. No, I'm I'm sure he did because there in this book that I read, there's a whole part in there where Jim Keltner says that Peck and Paul was whipping him because he couldn't get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm drumming on it. That Pe- Sam Peckinpah was whipping Jim Keltner. Yes, with his could- uh, with his jodhpurs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that, that. Look, you learn something new every day. I did not know that. Yeah, you didn't know a lot. And I gotta say, man, you turned out to be a supreme bust on that one. Uh-huh. Oh, so, oh, I'm sorry. Well, you, you didn't know about, it, so I can't quote you on anything. Um, yeah. All right. Let, how about well, we think of Bunker sings Bowie. Wait, what's that? Bunker sings Bowie. Bunker sings, but what is Bunker sings Bowie? He's 
serious? You have a radio show and you don't know this? I have no idea what that is. Well, um, it was the third All in the Family album. The All in the Family. I know that they made records for the TV show All in the Family. I think that, I know they made a couple of them. Yeah. So I didn't know there was more than those two that you always see in cutout bins. Right. Yeah, there's a third one. Um, and it was pulled after about two weeks because people took offense to Carol O'Connor singing songs like Queen Bitch and We Are the Dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you, man, th- this thing is like the, the day the clown cried of music. I've never heard it, but there's rumored to be a version of Bowie doing a song called Meathead Meets the Starman for a proposed album called David Does Archie. There's that's there's no way that's real. Look, I I said rumored, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, but this one, yeah, this is real, and I'm sure you know all about it. What is it? The Arthur Treacher's Let's Eat campaign. <laughs> Wait, what's that? The Arthur Treacher's Let's Eat campaign. Arthur Treacher's, like as in Arthur Treacher's fish and chips. Yeah, you know about that, right? Yeah, it was a chain of fish and chips fast food restaurants. Right. Uh-huh. And, and who was Arthur? Arthur Treacher was like a real actor, right? He's an English guy. He was an English guy. I believe he was the he was like the Ed McMahon for, for Merv Griffin. I think that's right. I think you're right. Yeah. Talk show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So right before the Let's Dance album and Serious Moonlight Tour start, you know, he he Bowie was he he hadn't really had a super big hit in a while. Mm-hmm. So he signs this deal with Arthur, Arthur Treacher's to do a jingle that's going to be part of a new ad campaign to help them compete with, you know, Burger King or McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the song, it was basically Let's Dance, but with fr- fried seafood specific lyrics. Mm-hmm. Fried seafood related specific lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like what would be a fried seafood specific lyric? Well, it went something like this. Uh, let me see if I can remember it. Uh, let's eat. Put on your white bib and eat the cod. Let's chew to the sound no shrimp make in the deep fryer. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that I that is. How can I never have heard of that? Well, because when Let's Dance became that the huge hit that it became. Uh huh. Bowie was able to buy himself out of his deal with Arthur Creatures. Okay. And he even bought back all the copies of the single they pressed up. Wait, that was a record? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out on Treachophonic Records. Treachophonic Records. Yes, it was a real label. Uh Uh-huh. They only ever had one other release, though. Uh Uh-huh. What what was the other release on Treachophonic Records? It was called... Hang on. You're right wallet. there? That's wallet. It's like there's grease on it. I don't get uh-huh. it. It's like I've been to Arthur Treacher's or something. I know. That fish was so greasy. So greasy, yeah. Right? It was. Yeah. Anyway, the song was called Andy is Here to Help, My Man. Okay. What is that? It was a guide to having an LSD trip. Uh-huh. Like you, you would trip out and then you would play this record to kind of keep you, you know, keep you in a safe spot. Sure, yeah. yeah. It was narrated by uh, Mickey Rooney. 
Wait, so Mickey Rooney put out an album. There was an album where Mickey Rooney guides people through doing LSD? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Andy. Yeah. What's Andy? It was just like a, a cool name he thought up, I guess. Okay, Andy. Yeah. Uh-huh, is here yeah. to help. It, it actually charted. That album charted. It was a single, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Oh, hey, speaking of records that are hard to find, mm-hmm. maybe you can help me with this. Sure. I'm looking for this record by the Bee Gees. Yeah? I heard it a year ago, and I've had no luck finding this thing. Okay. As I've already shown you, I'm not a great singer, but I'll, I'll, I can try to sing it. Maybe that'll help you Oh, I thought it. you had a very nice voice. Did you? Thank when you. When you did Let's Eat, I was very impressed. I've been told I sound like a young Pick Withers. Really? Yes. He didn't sing much in Dire Straits, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, the song goes something like, Your love has got my heart reeling. But it's also got my tire squealing because we were boning and your husband came home early from work. Is it on? What's it on? I think it's on Spirits Having Flown. Is it not? I don't. I was never. I never listened to a lot of like deep cuts on Mm -hmm. Bee Gees things, but it sounds like it definitely has that feel of like late, like around post. Saturday Night Fever. Yes, yeah. But like, tra- remember Tragedy? That song Tragedy? Remember that? Yeah, it sounds like it's from that era. Okay. So, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly look it up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep that in mind. Oh, so, so back to the topic at hand. I'm sorry I keep getting getting off track here. Mm-hmm. I want to get your quick thoughts on a few more Bowie oddities, and then I'll let you go, Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, all right. I'll just uh, I'll just run them down, and then you know you can comment afterwards or during if you want. Uh, let's see, uh, blue jean, blue jeans, uh, the Chino Genie Pants Shop, uh, Lodgers and Lodgerzenses, Lodger Lodgerzenges cough drops. Uh, the boys kept the boys keep swinging baseball batting cage company. Uh, David's bow ties, Diamond Dogs canine jewelry. Uh, watch that man wristwatches, scary monster Halloween superstores, uh, the Gene Genie mop, cook back in anger culinary school, surfer jet surf shop, uh, what else was there? Uh, Golden Air's corn on the cob buffet, space oddity storage. Any any thoughts on any of those things? What was that one you said? Golden Year's buffet. Yeah, uh, Golden Ears Corn on the Cob Buffet. It was, uh, there are only a few of them. They're mainly in Kentucky. Oh, so Golden Ears. Golden Ears, yeah. Like a play on Golden Years. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and as you would come in, there'd be a greeter, and he would be dressed like the Thin White Duke. Mmm, boy, what a... On On cocaine. Sure, real, real, uh, I can't think of anything that would just, that just really just kind of spike your, your appetite. Yeah. Well, they had the corn on the cob, but they also, uh, they only served one beverage. Milk? Yep. Uh-huh. And they only had one little, uh, condiment, too. Pep- peppers? Hot peppers, yes. Pe- so you've yeah. been there. No, no, I just know that that's what he was kind of living on at that point. Yes. I guess yeah. corn on the cob is the other, was, was 
not one of the things. No, no. I, I, I guess it, that was all just based on the song title. I think that was someone's idea. So like golden ears. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there was what was, there was one in there about batting cages. Yes, the boys keep swinging baseball batting cage company. That, there, there was a. I think it's weird that he didn't have a baseball bat company, <laughs> a batting cage company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know which one would be less interesting. From like which one? Neither of them would feel particularly. Bowie-esque. Yeah, like you'd be like, "Wow, I really." I gotta get my, uh, I gotta get my swing in, in shape for this upcoming, uh, baseball game. Yeah. Let me go to those David Bowie batting cages. I know. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, um, was there a thing about a, about a, uh, a genie something? Gene Genie? Yes. Well, actually, there were two. There was the Chino Genie pants shop that just sold chinos. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in Southern California, and then there was also the Gene Genie Mop. The Gene Genie Mop. Okay. Yes. Like Genie, like Magic Mop, like that exactly. kind of. Okay. Yes. Like a ge- okay. Yeah, and it's also, uh, from what I can gather, it was the inspiration for the current hit film Joy. The David Bowie Mop was. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's accurate, but could be. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. could be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Wow, that's a lot of that's more entrepreneurial than I had ever thought. I know. Yeah, he he was doing a lot of stuff, and I'll tell you, he was also responsible for a lot of buildings getting made. Uh huh. Yeah, I I had heard that he had invested a lot of money in like urban development. No, I mean he actually helped build them. What? What? I don't. I'm I'm not following you. Yeah, he worked construction. Wait, who worked construction? David Bowie. David Bowie. No, that that has to be made up. There's no way David Bowie worked construction. No. During his downtime, everyone thought he was living in Switzerland, right? Uh-huh. No, but he was actually doing spot welding in Cincinnati, Richmond, Pittsburgh, uh-huh. Cleveland, okay. you name it. All right, stop. Please, please stop. What? No, he, he, he'd bring a sack lunch, and he'd sit there, and he'd eat with the other guys on one of those super high beams. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like in that picture. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So Big David City Bowie Lun- would be one Big of those. Big City Lunchtime. Is that what that picture's called? What's that? Big City Lunchtime. I don't know what that picture is called, but I'm pretty sure David Bowie was not one of the people out there on the high beam eating. Well, I think it, I think it was. And you know why? Because no one, no one knew who he was on these crews because he could do any kind of accent depending on where he was. Mm-hmm. And they called him the Hulk because he could carry a lot of stuff. And also he wore, uh, tattered dress shirts with no shoes. Like the Hulk. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, so he was just, while he was doing his spot welding, Mm-hmm. He also wouldn't wear shoes. He, he claimed he could he, he'd get a better grip on those girders without with barefoot. With barefoot. Oh yeah, yeah. That just helped him up on the high beam. It did. Yeah, yeah. Very, very nimble. Very agile. Mm-hmm. You know what else? Uh, he he would go to the RCA plant and press his own records. Uh huh. Wait, he would press his own, like physically press his own records. He'd man the machine. He loved to do that stuff. 
But, you know, he was such a control freak that, that he'd, he'd come up to workers who he thought were going too slow, and he'd bump them off the line, and he'd try to do everything all by himself, you know, the, the pressing, the, the vinyl, putting them in the sleeves and stuff, and, but then he'd get backed up and he'd fall way behind. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's actually security footage from 1979 of him at the RCA plant, and it's just like that Lucy episode where she and Ethel are at that chocolate factory. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So he was like, ju- like just scrambling. Yeah. To keep the the pressing line going. Yeah, and then he start crying. Uh huh. Yeah. So he really liked to roll up his sleeves and kind of get in there and. Oh, he did. Oh, sure. And do, do you remember Bowie Bonds? Yes. Yes. Bowie Bonds. That was a thing that it was like when he what was it. He needed to. He wanted to. Buy back his old recordings and then issued these bonds to the public. Is that what it was? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's what it was. He wanted to, he wanted to have the rights to his own stuff and put it out how how he saw fit. But that that's how he raised the money for it. But what you might not know is that David Bowie was the number one salesperson of Bowie Bonds. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, what do you mean by that? Like he was <clears throat> not that he was the one. I mean, not physically selling them. Oh, I sure as F do mean that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You sure? Yeah, he'd, he'd go to this crummy office in Queens every day, and he, he would do cold calls. Uh-huh. Cold calls. So he would be actually, like, on the phone. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, it was straight out of Glenn, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yes, yeah. And, like I said, Bowie was the best salesperson, but he wasn't always. Really? No? He was not the best... No, there were these other guys who sold more than he did, but eventually David made a couple more sales and a couple more, and he started to get the good leads. And before you knew it, he was the top dog. Uh huh. So the good, like the good leads. So it li- like I thought you were joking about it being like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, or just trying to put it in context like that. I mean. So you're not oh, joking? Don't fart on a phone book, you dumb ape. I'm not joking about this. Okay. Well, that's... Ugh, that's so... I've never heard that saying. You haven't heard that saying before? No, I never... I don't want to ever hear it again. They used to say... It, talking about happy days, that was uh, an early happy days line. It was I've, a recurring thing like, like nerd and sit on it and take your hands off my tan windbreaker. And then that thing you said that I'm not even gonna. Can I say it? I'll be glad to say it again. I'd I'd prefer you didn't. You might never hear it again. Well, if that's what it is, then that's what it is. All right, it's lost to the ages, like uh, the king of punk, I guess. I guess I guess this is a night for things that are lost to the ages. That's a that's a name for a movie if ever I heard one. Rolls off the tongue. Say it again. I guess this is a night for things to be lost from the age. That would be the whole title of the yes, movie? I think it might be the first film to ever begin with the words, I guess. I guess this is a night for things to be lost to the ages. Like, picture that on a movie poster. I'm seeing this, like, like, um, like in the font and the same sort of cover sort of thing as, as that movie Brooklyn. Have you seen this poster? I've seen the poster. I th- I can picture who the star of this thing should be. Let's who? can you picture? Do you have anybody in mind? No, I want to hear you first. 
Well, what if you have a person? Just think okay. of who you think it is, and we'll say it on the count of three. Okay, ready? You have somebody in mind? Yep, yeah. Okay, one, two, three. John Cusack. Jackie Earl Haley. Okay. Who? John Cusack. Oh, he's not edgy at all. He doesn't go with that title. Uh-huh. No, you need Mooch for this. <laughs> okay, so we the need... Moocher. Yeah, so Jackie Earl Haley. Yes. Okay, well, those, that's, those are two different um, ways of going with okay. it. Okay. Now, with this Bowie Bonds, you yeah. were saying... Mm-hmm. Like, if they were... Just help me figure the the, the logic out on this. Right. If they were Bowie Bonds... Yes. And he was David Bowie, like the guy that the Bonds were named after. Right. Who could possibly be keeping, like you said, the good, the good leads? Yeah. Like who could keep, who could be keeping them from him since his name is on the Bonds? You know what I mean? That's a fair point. Hey, um, ser- seriously, are, are you said a lot of things here about Bowie, and are the the things you've been talking about are, are they real? What is with you? You you, you have, have serious trust issues, guy. Of course, it's all true. And if it wasn't all true, my name isn't Stephen Jennings. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's so, just that, it, I mean, a lot of the things have been pretty far-fetched, and, you know, I mean, I just needed to ask, but, you know. Sure. I mean, if, I, I guess I can take your, if you say it's real. Of course you can. Uh-huh. Hey, wait, what, what What did you say your name was? Stephen Jennings. Steve- Why? It's, it's ringing a bell. Why? Why does that sound so familiar, Stephen Jennings? Beats me. Um, I know there's a pro hockey player with that name. Mm-hmm. No, it's not that. It's not that. Let me think. It's not the guy from Third Eye Blind. That's no, it's not that. Um, Stephen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait. You. That's the name of a guy who called this show about, like, had to have been about five or so years ago. Hmm. And I was interviewing an author, a guy who had written a Bruce Springsteen book. Right. But then it turned out I was talking to, like, a plumber. And everything that the guy told me was, uh, like, a straight-up lie. And I wasted, like, well over an hour of my time and the listener's time huh. with a guy who was just making up lies. Wow. That's a shame. Sounds like he skunked you on your own airwaves or something, right? Yeah. I mean, it was not a great experience. <laughs> Wait, what? What? what is that sound? Excuse me? What, what's the sound I'm hearing? Oh, nothing. Just, just getting back to work. This, I, you know, I just finished my break. Uh-huh. Your break. And what, what are you working on? Oh, just uh, fixing a, a bathroom here. Why? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So you are Stephen Jennings. 
that? I don't know what I'm hearing. What was... What was that? Oh, I apologize. Guy got me again. Benji Hughes. Benji Hughes is the name of the guy. He's uh, he's on Merge Records. He's got a new record out called uh, Songs in the Key of Animals. I believe it comes out next week, actually. So That song is called Take You Home. Good stuff, man. Benji Hughes. Here with Chris Gethard, host of The Chris Gethard Show, which is coming back to Fusion in a few months. Yeah, probably around March. Okay. In in the full hour-length format now. Yeah, yeah. Which is going to be exciting. I hope so. Got uh, you've got that. You've got uh, you've been doing a sh- your 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 show. You've been workshopping a show. Oh yeah, more than workshopping now. Yeah, I've been taking it all over. Yeah, you know this. And what is that called? Career suicide. It's an hour of comedy all about suicide. Okay. Yeah, but it's funny. Now just imagine. <laughs> that plus, I can't leave this boat. Ooh, you saying I should do a one hour, one hour suicide set every day on the boat, every single day? Sure, let's uh, say. Yeah, yeah. That sounds to me like you're getting into this because you are pitching. Yeah. A, a cruise best show listeners, Chris Gethard, Chris Gethard show fans. Yeah, we team up, uh-huh. get a cruise. Mm-hmm. I was talking, Dudio out there was telling me if you do one of these cruises that never stops at a port, that it's much cheaper. If it just aimlessly goes around the sea and then comes sure. back. Okay. Well, gets a, get a little more costly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No the way. only complaint I see online is cost. If we can mm-hmm. get these costs down for these people. Yeah. This could happen. Yeah. So let's take away, let's take away, uh, let's just take away unnecessary amenities like Leaving the boat uh-huh. at, at any point. But I, we, ours, we went to Cozumel, Mexico, and there was a, a Starbucks at the end of the dock. Yeah. And a okay. store where you could buy Dallas Cowboys backpacks. Sure. We don't yeah. need to stop there. Well, I do. You get those sweet Mexican Dallas Cowboys backpacks? I've been looking for one. <laughs> <laughs> Go to I, a pharmacy where you can buy st- steroids over the counter? No I need questions to, asked? I need to pay. Wait, What? You can go to these pharmacies in Cozumel, Mexico. You can straight up just buy steroids. <laughs> they list them. So you could just go in and say, like, hey, I'd like to get some steroids, please. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they will say back to you, how many? Yeah. You get antibiotics there. You get Viagra there. All sorts of stuff you don't need a prescription for. Jeepers creepers. I don't know, man. I don't know, Chris. We gotta. I think we got to dock at some point. I oh, gotta- that means... 
That means that indicates that you're thinking of this as a, oh. as a thing you'd be into. Oh, no. You're bringing up a thing that Maybe. has to happen as part oh, of the cruise. I can feel no, you. No, I'm negotiating terms of. I can feel this warm weather thawing your. Oh, just imagine what it would be like to be out there with your brother. No offense to your brother. <laughs> it sounds like great offense to my brother. Yeah, it is. No, but, but he courts that though. He does. He this loves is not it. something where he's like, "Hey, what do I do that no, would make no. you?" It's like, no, he's at home going, "Yeah, yeah." He thinks the discomfort of others is the funniest thing in the entire world. Yeah, yeah. But just imagine him be on the boat. Just imagine the second that thing pulls away, and it's just like, "Well, here we go." And then he comes up to me with a mouthful of pizza, and he's just saying, "Now you're on the boat now." <laughs> Like, oh. <laughs> Do you think there will ever be a, a cruise that consumes more Dramamine than the one with our no, mutual fan bases? A, they might as well just start putting it on the pizza and the food. Just like, don't worry, we're the this food is laced with yeah with Dramamine, so people aren't going to hork all over the place. I don't see any reason why this shouldn't happen. I just need the people to rally and email mm-hmm. me at zero laughs at gmail dot com. And say if you if you're in and how much you're willing mm-hmm. to spend. If I can get a spreadsheet where I'm like, look, mm-hmm. we can sell this thing out tomorrow. I sure. got commitments. You got commitments. I can go to the people I just met yeah. on the Impractical Jokers cruise. Yeah. I can get us a cruise. But the difference is that's the impractical. The Impractical Jokers they get they get these hard hats who are just like looking to go on a vacation for a thing. Uh-huh. These people in in my audience and your audience, they're not they're not they're gentle souls. But they also were not going to drop. 1500 bucks on a cruise ship. But if you're on the cruise and they get to meet you, Ugh. hang out with you, yeah, hang out with AP Mike. Oh, God. For four days? I think a lot of these people would pay 1500 bucks to you hang out really with Mike think, for four days. You think, picture this, day four of four. Yeah. That's all I want you to think of. Day uh-huh. four of four. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, I've seen that person on Sure seem to keep seeing that person, right? Yeah, you do. You get to know everybody fast. Yeah, fast. Yeah. Look, and this is no offense to my audience. I love my audience. They're great people. I just don't know if we all belong on a cruise ship together. That's all I'm saying. And I'm saying it for on your behalf, too. You think you want me going in your face all the time, looking to get my back padded round the clock? Me standing in convenient locations so people can see me. You know, they had karaoke every night on the Impractical mm-hmm. Jokers cruise. That would be some good karaoke. Who did karaoke? Did did Q do karaoke? Yeah. Or Murr? I don't think Q did it, but I saw Murr up there. So Murr do it? I saw. I did karaoke. I saw Sal. I saw, I saw Joe Gatto. Was Joe the other guy? Joe's the other guy, yeah. Very yeah. nice guy. Very funny yeah. guy. You'd like these guys, Tom. I'm sure I would like them. You've been going at these guys hard. No, I'm not going on them, going at them at all. I'm just wish I could, uh, look, I, I don't, I wish I had an idea as pure as the thing they have, which now, this is where the impractical jokers are at. Yeah. They, they sold out Radio City Music Hall. Multiple, multiple yeah. nights. Yeah. Yeah. It's- yeah. It's yeah. it's eye opening for sure. Well, I'm here. I'm at home, pulling books off my bookshelf. I'm going. Well, I guess I can sell these to raise money for the show. Tom, this cruise could make you cash. If we sell this, this thing feels, out, this feels like a. I feel the backfire on this one. <laughs> if we sell this thing out, they gotta they gotta come at you with the ducats. 
You're the main event. I'm the inter- I'm the intercontinental champ on this one. You're the world champ. You're the Ric Flair. I don't know what I'll- that means. I don't know what You're that the means. world champ. Okay. Wrestling. Sure. No, I know it's wrestling, but yeah. I don't know what. Ric Flair is the one who goes, hoo-ha. Is that what he did? He goes, woo. Woo. Okay. Yeah. Not. Wait, no, that was Al Pacino and hoo-ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, Ric Flair is the limousine riding, private jet flying, kiss stealing son of a gun. Okay. You know, just like you. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, hey, how is everybody doing? Oh, doing great. Who's this? Oh, my name is Aaron. I'm from West Virginia. What's going on in West Virginia tonight, Chief? Well, you know what? Tonight, I'm just relaxing. I'm listening to two brilliant comedians go back and forth. Where? Where are you listening well, to that? It's Q and, well, and Murr. Yeah. Were you watching Impractical Jokers? Oh, well, there's no, four no, of them. No, right, right now, I'm just I'm in a, I'm in an apartment. Okay. It's called it's called the Loft Apartment. Okay. Does the, the nice do, apartment. do they know you're in there? Oh, you know, I was committed here. Okay. Yeah. You doing all right, buddy? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. Well, first, I'd like to say I'm, I'm a huge fan of both of you. Thank Been you. listening for a long time. Cool. Thank you. You taking care of yourself? Go ahead. What do you got? What do you? What were you wondering? Well, you first, sir. You first. Absolutely. No, no. The floor's yours. Oh, okay. I was wondering if you could assess my iTunes library. I've got some bands. Mm. I'm curious to, you know, maybe speedball and rattle them off. Real quick. Let me hear it. Then give me five things from your iTunes. We'll evaluate it right now. All right. All right. All right. I've got the schmoops. The schmoops. I've got okay. I got the Schwamps featuring Ugo Bonzo and the Liver Stuffers. I've got Monster Mashed Potatoes without gravy. <laughs> I've got the Rotten Pressures mm-hmm. with Juice Juice and Vitamin B12. Okay, what are you? You're like, you're like if a, like a Weird Al record got hit by lightning and came to life. Get off my phone, you weirdo. The best part of that was watching you. With glee, just hover your finger yeah. over oh, the yeah. button no, for as no. long as you did. Yeah. The schmoops. Best show. How's it going, Tom? Oh, it's going great. Uh, hey, let's get some, some non-dudes to call. Uh, we're really hitting a, <laughs> this is a, this is, this is a, is a, it's in nautical terms, we've hit a sandbar. Weird that no women want to call in and talk about yeah. going on a cruise with me and my brother. Yeah. <laughs> With your brother, who will be staying in a random in room every night. Yeah. Now I know. I know this voice. I think this, I know this guy too. This sounds like my buddy, my former buddy, uh, my current buddy, my current very buddy. current buddy. We're yeah. back, baby. We're yeah, back. He's back. He's back in your kid. This sounds like Fred, formerly What's of up, Honolulu. Bob? What's up, my employee? What's up, my loyal employee? <laughs> What's up, Fred? I wanted to uh, lend my extensive nautical uh, experience Ooh, yeah. towards, the screw, towards the screws. Fred, so you're into it. I'm way into it, man. Aren't you I, a little got, shocked at Sharpling's resistance to this one? I know, but he doesn't – like, dude, I can – I got, like, contacts in the port. What? I know Coast Guard people. I know, like – 
We can make that thing Great. into like a floating oh. Sodom. Like, that's awesome. Yes. There we go. Yeah, yes. that's, that's yes. just whatever we need. That's it. Just what everybody needs to hear. What? Everybody, just take note. Maybe the most vindictive person I've ever spoken to in my entire life has connections in the ports. So, <laughs> so, so, Fred, Fred from Honolulu is going to get you. You might not think he's going to get you. Here's a, here's a little known rule. Like, you know how, like, you, you've seen The Wire, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, you know how they're, like, stealing stuff off that port, and then Baltimore got shot down, basically? Like, there's no shipping that goes through there? Okay. Yeah, in Hawaii, the rule is you don't steal, but anything can come through. Oh, so you can traffic. You can't steal, but you can traffic. This is yeah. A, what a what a... I can see the cruise lines lining up. Please let let us host this cruise. No, let us. Fred knows about a lot of illegal stuff. Have you picked up on that? He once told me about a small section of Hawaii where there are no laws. He really did. There's like there's this. Um, I don't you know, know if you should the, say this on the air, Fred. I don't know if you should say this. I think on there's the air. a reason why Fred left Hawaii. I think Fred, Fred, Fred probably. Left Hawaii with whatever he could fit in a grocery bag, and then moved into a <laughs> moved into a neighborhood that is a, a one of the flashback scenes yeah. from The Godfather. Yeah, there's a re- when I always tease you about you moved yeah. from Hawaii from Honolulu to go live on down on uh, in Little Italy. Yeah, and I never think about the fact that you did it so quickly. I don't know how much <laughs> latitude you had with with when you were going to. Come to New York and if you if you ever uh, if you ever talk off air with Gethard, I, I, I'll allow Gethard to talk about what happened with my apartment in Little Italy. Oh boy, like, it's incredible! Like if you, I've just finished see, uh, watching The Sopranos, and yeah. I know like one of the scenes where like uh, what's his name Vincent orders like the hits to happen when the war when New Jersey and New York happens. Yeah, uh, they shot that in my alcove. Like, like <laughs> to give you an idea how sketchy that apartment was. Fred, you're aware. I was in it dude. once. It was real. It was real sketchy. Yeah. No, of course it was. <laughs> you had to like walk through. You had to like walk yeah. under one building and then through a tunnel mm-hmm. to get to Fred's door. <laughs> it was really nuts. No. Look, I, I, I love you, Fred. You know that. Yeah. But you scare me. You scare <laughs> me sometimes. I once texted Fred. If I needed if I needed someone killed, would you do it? And uh-huh. his response was, "Why would you ever text this? Now there's a record." <laughs> That's like that psychopath test that Mick Ronson did, right? Where he's like, "Are you a psycho?" It's like where like, "Hey, do you go to a funeral and murder?" But whatever that was, yeah. all I know is that dude. I ran into that dude Mick Ronson at a thing, and he gave me. He was he was. Uh, he got he got mad at me for something. Well, he can't come on the cruise then. Yeah. Sorry, Mick <laughs> Ronson, with your psychopath book. He wrote a book. You know that guy, Mike? Mick Ronson wrote How to Be a Psychopath or something like that. Yeah, I think it was a musician named Mick Ronson. Mick Ronson. You think yeah. John, is it John Ronson? Is it John? I think, yeah, maybe it's John Ronson. Um, yeah, but I, I he, he gave me, he was, uh, me and him this. It was it was harmless, but I remember him just giving me the evil eye backstage at some show over like a cheese tray or something. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right, Fred. 
Got anything? Fred, Fred, let's get back to work, man. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're putting in work, man. Yeah. My my favorite thing, Fred, is what you did. What you just did right now is to to pretty much just let everyone know that you're like you're you're uh, you can be bad news, (laughs) (laughs) but you just didn't say why. But now the warning has been served. <laughs> that it just and again, cruise lines. This yeah. is the guy. This we need the, Fred on the. Yeah, you no, need the, Fred on the cruise. No, this guy is going to be running the port, controlling what gets on the boat. He already declared he's going to turn your boat into a living Sodom. Is that what you said? He said yeah, he could turn it into Sodom. Sodom. A floating Sodom. A floating Sodom. But Fred, if we got some stuff on the boat, how would we get it past customs on the way out? We know, okay, so here's a here's a couple things, right? Yeah. Like, um, so we know that uh, you know whenever the 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 budget density gets settled and there's like a government shutdown. Yeah. Sure. People don't understand how frightening that is. Like a lot of like federal funding goes towards like port police, like that's like administered through the state. Who are you? <laughs> I thought you were just some dude who like swept up after Chris did the show. <laughs> now you're now you're talking about you're talking about port strikes. <laughs> it's not a strike. Like people don't understand how little policing happens in the borders. Like there's like there's so much coastline, and particularly even on an island where like it's completely surrounded by the military. Even then, there's like if there's a government shutdown. There's nobody working those shifts, and there's, like, nobody watching those crates. Like, no, nothing. It was just, like, the strength of, like, local uh, local union bosses make sure nothing gets stolen. But, like, straight up, like, like nobody's watching it. Yeah. When we're doing and, the Gethard show and I get stressed out, I, yeah. uh, Fred can vouch for me. I just find Fred, and I ask him about something like this, uh-huh. and I just listen for 90 minutes. Yeah, to him. <laughs> You, yeah. you ask them anything about uh-huh. Polynesian culture, and you can just sit and be enthralled for 90 straight minutes. He's a very interesting no. guy. He's very scary, though. But, like, the scariest part, like, I, I wanted to point this out. We, I was talking to Chris about that. Like, like the moment you, like, 15 miles off coast, you don't see the land anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like, it gets so deep. Where like you can just drop anything in there and they'll never find it. Like, well, now, they're, now like, you're just threatening yeah, people. Yeah, I know. This now is just up. using the airwaves <laughs> to threaten this people. For pretty us. much, yeah. This is pretty much straight up. You're pretty much announcing that on this cruise, stuff's going to go overboard, and no one's ever going to see it again. He does have a habit not, on this not, call of saying really like scary things and then giggling as if yeah, as if they're happy, which things. is scarier than anything. Oh yeah. It's like a real story. Like people, like uh, like like all these fishing boats come in with a manifest, with like a crew manifest, and then like there's like stories all the time. My buddy who like intercepts these boats, like they have to go through the crew manifest, and like someone will be missing, and then the entire crew won't say anything. Fred, are you trying to get people to come on this cruise or not? I thought you were on my side here. This is an open water situation. I know. Now you're scaring people away from the open water. We just want people to party and do karaoke and hang out with Sharpies personally. No, no, come on the boat, everybody. Have a great time. Just don't look sideways at Fred because you're going to end up getting dumped in the middle of the ocean. Don't don't do anything Fred would perceive as as this as a slight or an insult because then you're going to find yourself because. He's got all the connections. He's going to walk you, make you walk the plank. Tom, we all know this is like a setup, this cruise. 
What? This is the gather all your enemies in one place. <laughs> I love it. Fred, you did what I couldn't do. You just scared everyone away from this cruise, Fred. Oh, no, Fred, why'd you do I'm going to be really – I'm going to dock your pay, Fred. You're you're already not Fred. you're already not livable. Get their show wages. Yeah, Fred, you did it. You did what I was having a hard time doing. Nobody's gonna come on this cruise now, Fred, because you yeah. brought up all this yeah. Uh, yeah. hazy legality. Oh, no. oh, I cut in front of Fred at the at the. Uh, I cut in front of Fred in front of Fred at the Sunday bar, and <laughs> now I just got hit over the head with a blackjack. Now I'm in a storage crate. <laughs> All right, Fred. All right, man. You're the best. You're the best, Brad. You know I love you, you Fred. I love you too, buddy. All right, have a good night. Bye. Best show. Hi, this is Roxy in Los Angeles. Roxy in Los Angeles. Hello. I know who this is. You, yeah. Roxy, correct me if I'm wrong. I spoke to you a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You are going to go on a date that I'm paying for with someone <laughs> you met on Tinder. Yes. Who's a fan of this show also. And yes. I'm paying for the date because you guys are going to the movies <laughs> to see what movie? Dirty Grandpa. Dirty Grandpa. I'm paying. Yeah. How much did I say I'd pay? 40? 40 bucks. 40? Does 40 cover? What does 40 cover? Tickets plus? Maybe. Right, Two 50, tickets. 50. And 50. Well, let's go up to 50. That's 50. enough for you. What? Ooh, I don't know. Oh, you're making fun? It bumped no, it up I'm 10 bucks. I'm excited. sounds like you're going, ooh, Mr. Big no. Show. No, I'm excited. Yeah. This is going to be like a, somebody just put on the thing, thank you, uh, just put up a picture of Captain Phillips. That's what this cruise is going to be no, like. Oh, this cruise is going to be like a, like boat trip. It's going to be like Captain, <laughs> I maybe wish it was Captain Phillips. I might take Captain Phillips over boat trip. And that's not anything to say about, uh, the, the, the uh, I don't want to be in anything directed by Morton Nathan. Or the love boat, love boat. It'll be like the love, love boat. boat. Yeah, and somebody already put a picture of Mike up in a love boat logo. Now, Roxy, would you go on this cruise? If I had the money, probably. Okay. okay. If I had the money, probably. <laughs> that's a no. That was a no. No, that's a yeah, yes. Basically. That's a yes. That's a yes. Well, if I had the money, is a that's. That's straight up. She said, "I don't have the money." Well, what if we schedule? What if we schedule this thing far enough out that you can start saving now? But we schedule it far enough and out out that you just set aside for your vacation, like a, like a year from now. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot. Trust me, there's gonna be a lot of <laughs> donating of blood. There's gonna be a lot of sharpling and Gethard cruise <laughs> yeah. ship trip. This, this cruise was paid for by blood. Yeah, trust me, the blood banks are gonna be full. In. <laughs> All around America. Now, Roxy, $50 yep. will buy you two tickets. <sighs> yeah. And a, a couple sodies and some snacks. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Just, he said he wants to buy red vines. I'm not even sure how I feel about this date anymore. Well, now, who is, what's this dude's name? 
I don't know. Okay, well, don't say his name. He's a dude. You met him on Tinder and then found out he was a fan of the show also. That was a coincidence. Mm-hmm. So now the two of you are going to see Dirty Grandpa when? Thursday. Thursday. It's like Thursday. a like a late like a like a like a ten PM show. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Thursday started off. Yeah, it's the start of the weekend, right? There, it's actually showing down the street from me at like the Dollar Theater on Wednesday night. That so, so it's, gross and it's, I really don't want to go. So it's opening at a dollar theater. <laughs> Tom, you, so, could, you could pay $2 for this date. So Dirty Grandpa's <laughs> opening at a dollar theater. It's playing at the Highland Theater on Figueroa, if you know that. Which theater? The Highland Theater. It's like an older theater in Highland Park. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Very sticky and disgusting. Okay. All right. All right. Dirty oh, yeah, grandpa. I'll, what am I, PayPaling the money to this? Probably Venmo me. That might be best. What am I, what? <laughs> Venmo. Venmo? Venmo's the new PayPal. I'm yeah. set up for PayPal. If you're or going on this thing, you, you'll square figure. Cash me, whatever. No, you'll figure out a way to get this PayPal. That's how we're doing this <laughs> transaction. I'm not Venmoing. You mean you don't want to sign up for a whole new service? Yeah, by Just... all means, let me sign up for a you... thing to give money so that two people can go see Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> but I'm going to say this. If you get married because no. of the state. No, no. This is This is a part of the deal. If this leads to wedding bells, the wedding cake must have on top of it me, like little little figures, instead of a bride and groom, it'll have the bride and groom, and then on one side of you will be me, mm-hmm. on the other side will be dirty grandpa. I am a legal reverend. Okay. If anybody needs one, I am a reverend. So you sign off on that? Sure, I sign off. <laughs> okay. So if this ends in in wedding bells, oh, the wedding yeah, cake sure. must be well, must be best show slash dirty grandpa themed. Deal. 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 <laughs> a feeling. Done deal. Forty eight hours to get to dirty grandpa. I don't know if you're going to make it the forty eight hours to dirty grandpa. <laughs> I better not find out day. you. I better not find out you like flip the tickets. No, I'm afraid he's going to bail on me. I'm afraid he's going to play. He's going to go. If he likes this show, he knows what's good for him. He's going to go. I'll put a pox on him if he doesn't show up. (laughs) All right. Go on the date to Dirty Grandpa. And I'll say this. If there are listeners out there, I will do this for people. I will send them on dates. (laughs) I will pay for dates, but I get to say where you're going on the date. If there are listeners who meet through their love of the best show, I will finance a date up to $50, but I need A, proof of things that you did it, and B, I get to say what you do with it. All right? All right. Now, you knew, you know you also need to take a picture of your, the two of you holding your ticket stubs in front of the Dirty Grandpa poster and or cut out in the theater uh, okay okay Definitely. should we pose like De Niro and Efron how he's holding him up sure <laughs> yes 
You need like to, that photo I sent you. You yeah. need to pose. And next week you also have to call to okay. tell us how the dirty grandpa date went. Do we have to call in or do uh, I just you, have to you, call in? You do. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> Mike, are you going to see dirty grandpa? Maybe, and when Mike says maybe, he's going to see it. That means maybe the dude in the Dwayne Reed parking lot will have a <laughs> copy of the DVD. What's the latest? What's the latest street movie you've gotten, Mike? Yeah, Sicario. Sicario. Yes. Good quality. Mike said good quality. Good quality. All right. All right, Roxy. Best of luck right, on this Tom. date. I hope you have a great time. Thank you. Can't e- wait to report back. Email me with your PayPal information, not your whatever <laughs> that other thing you said was. Okay. I'm not going to set up a whole new thing. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. All right. Well, okay. you have a great night. Thank you. You too. Right, bye. All right. Let's go back to the phones. Oh, by the way, a couple things I want everybody to know. Uh, on a couple things to know about the, the, we, we, uh, over at stereolaughs.com, L-A-F-F-S. You can see the, we have a live show coming up, uh, uh, in Durham, North Carolina. We'll be playing the Motorco, Motorco Lounge. Is that what it is? Let me look. I'll tell you what it is. I'm sorry. I. Don't have these things memorized. Let's see. Motor, yes, Motor Co. in Durham on February 27th, Saturday night. It's going to be a great show. Do not miss it. You know that we make the show special. Sharpling and Worcester live Saturday, February 27th, Durham, North Carolina at Motor Co. Do not miss it. Also, over at Stereo Laughs, we are selling the posters from the West Coast Swing from the, over the summer. We are finally selling those autographed. You can get those. Uh, mail them out in a nice, heavy poster tube. Shipped to you impeccably. There's also the sticker initiative, the Best Show sticker initiative. Check that out at uh, thebestshow.net. We... Uh, Send out stickers for your your business, local business. You can put the stickers in your store. People can come in and ask for them because they'll be on a list over on the sticker initiative, thebestshow.net. If you think your business should be a part of it, write to me. But go to thebestshow.net to find out more about that. And, oh, the poster, by the way, is designed by Jeff Owens. And you should always check Jeff's stuff out at My Metal Hand. Um is one of the all-time favorite artists. He's done all the stuff for the best show in this new iteration. All the pictures and stuff on the website and the new logo. Uh, Jeff is just beyond brilliant. And I appreciate all the work he does for it. And check his stuff out over at My Metal Hand. Um, and my friend Kurt Brownoller is going to be playing this Thursday at the Bell House. He's playing, uh, let me just get the info right. The, uh, come on, give me the website, you. He's playing with Joe Firestone and Julio Torres, right? Yes. They're, two of the greats, two of the greats. Yeah, Joe Firestone, who's been on the show. 
Do you know Julio? You'd love Julio. I don't. Oh, he's the best. Is he good? Him and Joe are two of my favorites. That's going to be a good show. So it's this. Here we go. This Thursday, Kurt Brownover. Trust me is the name of the show. It's got Joe Firestone and Julio Torres on the bill. The doors are at 830. Shows at nine. Tickets are only 15 bucks. Go see Kurt live. I think Kurt might be here next week. That'd be a lot of fun. We'll see. Mike likes Kurt. Mike Mike thinks he discovered Kurt. Like there was like a a New Year's Eve show at <laughs> Maxwell's. Ted Leo and Kurt Kurt did stand up for it, and uh, and then Mike was like, came up to me afterwards, like, "Hey, I booked, I booked Kurt on the best show." It's like, huh? Are you Ed Sullivan? Like, it's like, yeah, no, I, I know Kurt already. I, Mike's like, I talked to him. He's going to say he's going to do the show. It's like, 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 like he, he's like the Brian Epstein of, of Hudson County discovering new talent. So Kurt, Kurt's going to be here next week, I, I believe. And, but go see him Thursday at the bell house. His show, trust me, um, he's he's not he's not in New York anymore. So this is your chance to see it because he goes back to Los Angeles. Don't miss it. And Dudio, yeah. could you come here for a moment, yeah. please, Dudio, the dude who built the studio, Dudio. Yeah. Now, what do you want? What do you want? What do you? What? Can you go on? You can you can just say it. I need liners. Liners. What yeah. kind of? What do you mean liners? So that's like radio terminology for you know things that play between songs. Like you'll sure. get like a Steely Dan song, and then the radio station's name, uh-huh. and then goes into like you know the Eagles or something like that. Okay. Um, we need some of Too those. Too soon, man. Too soon. I know. I I didn't even think of that. Yeah. But we need some of those on air. Well, I mean, it's probably the best time to cut it. Okay. So why don't you why don't you direct this liner section? <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I just I mean, we're okay. this is for Best Show twenty four seven. Yeah, the upcoming twenty four seven Best Show stream. Yes, just starting. Wow. Very soon. Very soon. Yeah, we're weeks. We're, we're weeks, weeks away. away. At, at most weeks away. Yeah. It's gonna so, be nothing but Best Show. Wow. 24 hours a day. People can really go in there and lose their minds. Yeah, yeah, just listening to this nonstop stream, which we're going to have all sorts of crazy unheard things on yeah. it. And yeah, it's, it's going like, to be special. So they could listen to it potentially for like four days straight. Pretty uh, much, yeah. Which yeah. they could also maybe even just live in person on a boat. <laughs> oh, God. But, Chris, I'm not feeling good about this. After that Fred thing. Fred really. He kind of tanked it. Yeah. He, he really did. Yeah. And I'm going to have a real stern talking to him yeah. about that. And uh, I've explained to him explicitly that he should not cross me. Yeah, yeah. And Fred he did that. Fred, and, uh, he will be yeah. punished. He will be reprimanded. Fred couldn't have made the thing sound less appealing if he, <laughs> yeah, he just wasn't going to say. If he would have said, "I'm going to pilot a submarine that's going to launch torpedoes at the boat," that would still be more appealing than the way he sold. <laughs> yeah, there's this at least thing. like a game element to that. Yeah, he'd be just like, "Well, let's see if this dude can actually get a." He's just talking about dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. Talking, exactly. First of all, he's the the most grudge holding person I've ever met, 
and now he's talking about how he can pretty much do anything once the boat is four miles away from the dock, which takes how long? What's that, like three hours? An hour? I don't know. Oh, yeah, an hour. Yeah, Easy. so an hour. Yeah. So, it's like, so Fred's pretty much saying, within 60 minutes, I'm the captain now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Captain Fred. Oh, I would, could we get Fred? Now. Can we get Fred a captain hat? Yeah. That would be a great thing. Well, on the wait, one, an hour later, he'll just take a captain hat <laughs> from whoever came on with one. It's his now. All right. So direct this okay. liner. So session. all it is. So it's for best show twenty four seven. We want to get all of our guests to just mm-hmm. say yeah. you say whatever you like. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard. You're listening to best show twenty four seven. Anything personal about the best show? Anything like that? Okay. Here That's we basically. go. Who's doing this? I'll, we'll get Chris to do. Uh huh. A couple, or just just say a couple, and then uh-huh. you need to cut some as well. And this okay. is also—we're still on the show, right? People are. Yeah, the show's are, actually happening. The show is happening yeah. as yeah. we do this. No, uh, we yeah. just need to get it done. Yeah. Okay, I wanted to just make sure. Yeah. Okay. No, no. Yeah, no. Start cursing because it feels yeah, it feels don't like don't a thing curse. you don't do don't on the show. Right. It feels like so. a thing you don't do. Keep it clean. Keep it. So clean, I could say, "Hey, this is Chris Gethard, and you're listening to the best show." And maybe you'll be lucky enough to hear that episode from 2001 where I prank called Tom. Still feel bad about that. We talked about that, right? We've never talked about that. This really? Is news to me. You didn't hear, see it? No. Someone on Twitter outed me. <laughs> they were like, prank. they sent the link and they were like, is this you? Oh and my it's like an episode from this. 2001 where I, I pranked the best this. show. And what did you say? I called up. I said, who do you think would win in a fight? Me or Shannon O'Neill? <laughs> who's still my, still my best friend yeah. that I work with. And you're like, I don't know. Is that what I said? Shannon. And then you hang up on me. <laughs> <laughs> Someone found that like six months ago. Oh I never God. told you about that. No, yeah, that's news. Yeah, I me. used to listen back then, and then because I was in, I was at Weird New Jersey, so I listened yeah. to FMU all the time. Uh-huh. And then the UCB they switched Harold nights over to Tuesdays, and, and then it, you couldn't hear it. Yeah, but then when the podcast started, then it was back on board. All systems go. Oh yeah. All right. So you want to get him so to do another? Well, yeah. If, if you want to do, if you have another. Okay, I feel is pressure because no, it's been broadcast. I feel like oh, they have no. to be funny it's, and entertaining is, for them. Oh, it's, it's, it's broadcast and do. it's also promotion for Best Show 24-7. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're living you're – li- uh, this is hard. I feel like I have to be funny. You're listening to the Best Show 24-7. You have entered a magical world where the Best Show is on all the time. Congratulations. Never leave. Oh, that was See, perfect. I didn't say okay, my name it. though. I didn't get those Twitter photos. I can pull it from the last one. Oh, great. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Dude, you can yeah. patch all this stuff yeah, together. That's, was that's that okay? Easy. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, great. Okay. Perfect. Now, should I do a few? Yeah. They got to be good. Okay, here we go. Hey, it's me, AP Mike. You're listening to the Best Show 24 7. I don't know if they're going to play any Marshall Tucker band on this thing. I sure hope so. Heard it in a love song. Heard it in a love song. Okay, that's one. Yeah, perfect. Next one, let me think here. Hey, this is Tom, and you're listening to the best show 24-7. Uh, if, if I went on the cruise, this is a posthumous, uh, being heard posthumously, because Fred from Honolulu murdered me on the high seas. Keep listening and keep remembering my uh, my spirit and ghost. Wish I was here with you on uh, the real world, but I'm dead. Perfect. Thank you. I think we're gold. I'll do one more. Okay, one more. Hey, it's me, uh, Dudio. 
dude who built the studio. Uh, I want to tell you all about my love of uh, building studios. <laughs> and uh, I also love uh, Queen a whole lot. I'll tell you about Brian Deacon. Glenn Deacon? What's his name? John, I don't know. John Deacon. John Deacon. I'm not that big a fan of him. I just pretend to be a fan of Queen. Listen to the best show 24-7. There you go. That one can probably... No, I'll still use it. That's good. We'll scrap that one. So, anything to plug? Studio? No, not right now. No bridge and tunnel shows? Uh, we have a bridge and tunnel show on the 30th at the People's Improv Theater. Uh, it's, a, it's a Get Real. So it's the first time right. we've done mm. Get Real since we did it with you. Yeah. And uh, Matt Rubano. Who was the bassist? Do you know Matt? I do know Matt. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah, bassist for Taking Back Sunday and a bunch mm-hmm. of other bands. Okay. Uh, and he's a good comedian, so he's going to be our, All right. the our 30th. guest. The 30th. January 30th. At 10.30 at the Pet. Mm. All right. Chris? Yeah? You promised that you'd, you'd uh, name some names. you got to give me one name that you're going after when the Chris Gethard Show comes back. One name that I'm going after. Yeah. When the Gethard Show comes back. Yeah. Who do I want to put in the crosshairs? I don't know, yeah. man. But do I really want to name names here? Uh, uh, look, if you don't want to, if you don't want to, I don't want you to. I thought you were going to have me plug shows like Dudio, and instead you put well, me no, back on the hot seat. Well, you that's put me exactly back in a... why I said it at that spot. I was like, yeah. all right, Chris, now you. I know. I'm, get, I'm getting ready, to, I'm getting ready <laughs> to, to try to sell some tickets here, and instead I'm back on the hot seat. No, I think people know. You, I'll say people this. Know. I'll say this. You look at you look at some of our most mm-hmm. popular bits of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They showed up years later on another show and it happened consistently with one show. Yeah. And I don't want to name names just yet. No. But but oh man. People can do the math on it. Oh man, they can. You look it up. Look, look at our most viewed videos. Chris Gethard. You see one right in there, right in the slot that showed up elsewhere <laughs> later in time. This is what I love about you. Yeah. You're a fighter. I try to be. You're a fighter. Well, we got that in common. It's New Jersey. Beats it into you. I right? feel like one of the things that bonded us as friends is we're both fighters who are constantly on the verge of giving up completely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd describe myself that way. Oh, you kidding? I'm ready to throw this board into the ocean. That's what I said. End of the year. This is do or die 2016. I'm not going into 2017 with this thing not uh, not working. Throw this board right in the ocean. Well, you know the best... Best place to yeah, I don't. have access to the ocean. Yeah, any I have I live in New Jersey. I have access to the ocean plenty of different ways. I don't have to get on a cruise ship to get access to it. I just can't picture picture. The scary thing is when Mike and Fred start plotting, and next thing you know, they're like, "We're going to take this boat over, right?" Yeah. See Mike go. I'm the captain now, right? Captain. Captain Mike, right? I could see it. Mike, yeah. seriously, straight talk right now. You know. You know when it's time to strip away the comedy. If you go on this thing, yeah. you'll be cool, right? Yeah, no, I, I, I can talk to myself when I'm on these cruises. I've never been thrown off a ship. <laughs> yeah, but you've never also had... Yeah, yeah, you've never had uh, uh, Fredericks che- cheering you on, pushing you to new heights or de- and or depths, yeah. right? Yeah, there would be another yeah. factor there, yeah. And Mike, here's another course light. 
Chiku. Mike's, when you're just like ready to go to sleep, some guy will be like, come on, Mike. Drink a little more. <laughs> It'll be great. I'm scared. I can't picture being on the high seas with these listeners. God love them. God love them. Can't picture it though. We'll see. It's in the it's in the air though. I will say this is what I'll say. I'll entertain it. Okay. That's all I'm gonna I can, work hard on this. I'm gonna push I'll, this grassroots movement. I'll entertain the idea of a boat. Yeah. Look. Thank you, Rich from Bay Ridge. Somebody needs to check maritime law before booking this. Right? In terms just, of what? In terms of Fred pulling a coup. Fred, weird criminal. He said he's got you the need ports. A, no, here's, he's, here's the he thing I've learned. Ports. I've learned he's, this. He basically a, bragged. You need a guy that, like Fred. You need a guy who thinks like that. He was basically bragging that people are going to end up dead on this thing. No, he, was, he wasn't saying people are going to end up dead. He's saying if they wind up dead, he can handle it. <laughs> no, but that's worse then. He's our fixer. No, but that's what makes it worse. He's got to have a guy like Fred around. No, because that – it would be one because if Fred was going to start killing people, then it'd be like, all right, we have to worry about one dude killing people on this thing, Fred. But if Fred's like, hey, anyone kills anyone, you just come to me, I'll fix it. Now there could be who knows how many murderers on this boat. I can't tell you honestly with the Chris Gethard show how many situations where something needed to get done, uh huh, and it was going to take too long if we did it the straight and narrow way. Yeah. And I talked to Fred about it. Or the Fred way. You go the Fred way. So scared. Hawaii way. I'm scared. I love you, Fred. Don't want to get on Fred's bad side, man. I don't ever want Fred going, hey. Hey, I think we need to have a talk. If Fred ever says that to me, hey, can I talk to you, just me and you? No, you can't. No, we could talk in the police station parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen Fred angry. It's not. He's a very happy guy until he's not, you know? Until he's not. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I love you, Fred. Don't come after me, buddy. I love you. If you're coming after anybody, go to Pat Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pat. Sorry, Pat. This is all this is, uh, this is life or death, man. Mm-hmm. If Fred's coming, Fred's coming. I got his. I'll say it right now. I'm throwing you at Fred. And ran running. <laughs> but running to where? We're on a boat. I don't know. I don't know. I just have to hope he gets sated with God knows what he does to Pat. <laughs> hope that calms him down for a little bit. Calms his bloodlust down. Now, Chris. Yeah. What what do you have going on that you can uh, plug or mention? What, what, I can what, meet what's people. On? I can do that. I mean, besides the Gethard Show coming back, I got the next three weekends. This weekend, I'm at the Arlington Draft House in Arlington, Virginia with Joe Firestone. Those are going to be good shows. Mm-hmm. And then the weekend after that, I'm at Mass Mocha in North Adams, Massachusetts with my friend Tim Dillon. going to be a good show. And then the weekend after that, I'm in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania at Steel Stacks. Okay. Pounding the pavement, you know? Cool. Trying, yeah. Trying to get out there amongst the people. I love it. And, and I love meeting Best Show fans. They're real nice. Yeah. And people can find out about these things where? ChrisGeth.com. ChrisGeth.com. All right, buddy. Look, you know I love you. I'm so glad you came down to it's, the new show. It's been too long. Yes. You're the best. 
I'm glad to catch up. Same here. Thanks for letting me harass you about a cruise. Of course. Well, we'll find out whether it's stuck or not. What do you think, Mike? Do you think this happens? I love it, yeah. Mike's into it. Mike's into it. You're kind of the only one who hasn't been into it. I think I might be the lone holdout on this. I th- you know, I, they got a PA. You can go on it. Talks. Every room has to hear it. You can get on that PA. Tell these well, people that's actually, whatever you want. You actually, I, <laughs> you, you, in the, the in down the home stretch, you actually, oh, you kind of just hooked. You know me. how the cruise has to end, right? Like Here's that. how the cruise has to end, Tom. Very last thing. Yeah. This thing docks. They're setting up the gangplank, mm-hmm. and you go on that PA, and you just go, get off my ship. I tell you, that's how it Chris. ends. And then you watch them all flee. Chris, yeah. I gotta say again, I'm not joking. Yeah, I couldn't have been more not into it until you just said that there's a PA that goes into every room and everybody has to hear it. <laughs> I think I think you just made me want to do this. Wow. Well, if you throw maybe, your weight behind it, it may, could happen. Maybe. Oh, see maybe. the emails. If you said I'm in, if you people are in, these emails would come flooding in. Mm-hmm. But you're on the fence. I am on the fence. We'll mm. see. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens. This here. is not the last time you'll hear about this. No, it is not. We'll see what happens, guys. Maybe maybe we'll do this. But right now, we're going to say goodnight. I'm going to take these calls real fast. Best show, you're on the air. Well, that, was, that was full circle. Huh? Best show, you're on the air. They're on the air. Yes, they're not. And I'm going to say goodnight. Thank you, Chris Gethard. On the way out, we're going to hear something from my buddy in the spider bags from their Frozen Letter album. This is a song called Chemtrails. Are you ready? Are you ready, Rocco? It starts with a kiss, man, from me to you. Here it comes. <laughs> 